0: Welcome to Vanguard Radio.
1: The problem is for the next generation. That's when the hurt's going to come by.
2: Let's kick back the ass! Come on! Let's get they You are taking over. are
3: taking over. And, and you're a racist pig if you resist.
2: Go back to Europe. Is it? oh. It's a war. I'm a painter. In the last two years, I started buying guns.
3: You don't make anything better by adding 30 million Mexicans
4: to it, do you?
3: I'm not going to sit by on my couch and get fat while my country disappears.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to hear from the founder of the Mad Man Project? Yeah! I'm going I'm to show you an armed
2: vigilante right here.
3: These are our weapons. The, the reforms in immigration that have completely altered this country have been the result, really, of elite um, sentiment and, and frankly, ethnic you know, interest group lobbying and so on. The Democratic Party sees massive immigration, both legal and illegal, as a source of voters. On the other side, the Republican
2: Party sees massive immigration, both legal and illegal, as a source of cheap labor.
1: There is
0: absolutely no immigration law enforcement. Which means we
1: have no borders, which means we have no nation. If we don't choose this border, again, as the line in the sand, to our own government about what we, the people, demand and what we expect from the government, you know, uh, then uh, you might as well just check it in and make sure there's something good on TV every night and stay out of their way, don't do anything wrong, because you won't stand a chance.
0: Welcome to Goy Fire. Uh, We have a new film uh, being distributed on the Internet called Line in the Sand by October Sun Films. An independent filmmaker by the name of Byron Jost in this studio tonight. Byron, say hi. Hello. How are you? And Alex Linder. Hello. Now, Alex, you were in this film with Byron.
3: Uh, I make a a brief appearance, uh, but uh, I'll let Byron describe it. But uh, it's, it's basically it's a film about the Mexican invasion of the United States and the people on the front lines fighting it and uh, some of the explanation about why it's going on. Is, is that a fair characterization, Byron?
4: Yeah, uh, yeah it is. It's uh, essentially a film about you know the fact that the U.S. government won't uh, effectively patrol or, or protect uh, the southern border. So average citizens have kind of taken it upon themselves to uh, to do the job that the government won't do. But uh, more than that, it also gives you uh, background information, uh, history, and uh, and context. Uh, immigration policy from 1924 to 1965 with Kevin McDonald, and uh, talking about exactly how uh, the 24 Act came about, why it came about, and um, how our borders were open in '65 and who was responsible for that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Before we get any farther into it, let me let me repeat again. This is Byron Jost, J-O-S-T. He's an independent filmmaker out of uh, Utah, and his film is The Line in the Sand, and it's available through octobersunfilms.com on the Internet. And I encourage everybody to uh, go there and look at the trailer and uh, think real hard about buying it. I think it's a very good gift for uh, people who are kind of Fox News watchers and who understand that there's something going wrong in our country, and, and the Mexican invasion really kind of highlights that fact, And the fact that the president himself has come out against people who fight the invasion by calling them vigilantes. And as far as I know, uh, and I have seen the film, it's the only one that really explains the why behind the invasion. All kinds of people will write about the symptoms, but this film goes into the why, and it turns out that basically organized pressure from Jewish interest groups is the reason that we now today have about 40 million Mexicans in this country, whereas we had just a handful before 1960, and that has radically remade the country. And this is the only film that talks about that, and, and it talks about that primarily. I, I make mention of the fact, but it goes into at length, uh, really talks to Kevin McDonald and gets him to give you the academic explanation for the, uh, the, the interest group lobbying that resulted in the 1965 uh, Immigration Reform Act.
4: Uh, also, another thing I, I think that sets this film apart from other documentaries, maybe about immigration, is that it actually addresses uh, the fact that uh, the white people have ethnic interests, which is something that I don't think anybody else is going to touch. You know, for, for some reason, it's just a, it's a huge taboo.
3: Well, I think we that's kind of the flip side. What we have here is basically a a three-part thing. We've got Byron down there speaking with the Minutemen and the people down on the border who are fighting the invasion. Then we've got Byron talking to Kevin McDonald, explaining why the invasion is happening, the pressure behind it. And then we have the conclusion, which is up to you, the person watching it, who's, who's reading DNN, who's watching films like this. We are white people. We have ethnic interests. We need to start defending them. That's what I get out of the film. It's not in the interest of anybody who's reading this to have these 40 million Mexicans in the country. The Jews wanted to do it because, you know, they think that, oh, diversity is a great thing. It's going to make it safer for them, but it ruins your neighborhood. And uh, I I can't stress strongly enough, this film really hits all of that stuff very hard. I mean, it shows you, I thought some of the most dramatic footage in the film is simply showing you how they're trashing the desert where these tens of thousands of Mexicans come across. I mean, you hear the film. Yeah, they're making problems in the desert. You think, well, how the hell can you make a desert dirty? I mean, the desert's a huge vacant space. But but the film, I mean, when you see literally human waste sitting there and plastic bags and discarded clothing, you think, God, it really brings it home. These creatures are foul, and they're invading our land, and our conservative president won't do anything about it? This is nuts. And it really points out we need to have a party defending our interests. Absolutely. I, I get really exercised about it, and I think you will, too, when you, when you see the film.
4: Oh, I, I was going to say, I, 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 think, I think some of the most dramatic footage in the film is, uh, is actually towards the end with the, uh, 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 the Mexicans in Vegas, the demonstrators, you know, and um, how, how rowdy yeah. and loud and just insulting they were.
3: And who, who were these people, and what were they demonstrating against?
4: Uh, they were demonstrating against the uh, anti-illegal immigration summit. It was in Vegas over Memorial Day weekend this year,
3: 2005.
4: 2005, yeah. Okay. Right,
0: I think I think yeah, that, 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 scene that footage
4: is, is still pretty fresh.
0: Right, you, mm-hmm. that scene you can see on the trailer uh, at um, OctoberSunFilms.com. Uh, I did remember seeing one Mexican say, "Go back to Europe." So yes. now they're breaking over the border, they're breaking through the fence, and then they're saying stuff like that as soon as they get over here. Yeah, and the, right. the uh,
3: another thing that the film has is it has extensive interviews with, I think it was Glenn Spencer who has assembled quotes from all these Mexicans talking about what they intend to do as they take over and how this land all belongs to them and, you know, white people need to go back to Plymouth Rock and get the hell out. And it it, it puts the lie to the Bush administration's claim that these are normal, conservative, you know, religious family people who just want to come yeah. here and make a better living for themselves. No, this is coming right out of your white height. These people destroy neighborhoods. You ask anybody who's lived around Mexicans.
4: I think it's really effective. I mean, because when, when Glenn Spencer is uh, going through those quotes, I mean, you hear the audio. It's coming straight out of their mouths, you know. <laughs>
3: yeah, we don't, we don't have to make the case. They make the case that we're, right. that we're just bringing it up in the way that the conservative columnists won't do. Yeah. And pointing out these people have a real racial vindictive vendetta against white americans they don't like us they like our money they like our free hospital care they like our free tuition With all these governors they like our free driver's licenses this is just insanity this is how nations die and we're seeing america die right in front of us and there's one cause of that and that is the jews who control our immigration policy even as they control our foreign policy you know why are our troops in iraq when we have this huge kind of problem on the border that's a question that no bushy can a- can answer.
0: Now, Brian, yeah. uh, I haven't seen the film yet, but uh, when when did you start filming, and why? What got you started, uh, and how long did it take?
4: Uh, I started in March 2004, and uh, finished uh, initial shooting uh, Memorial Day weekend 2005. So, <laughs> you know, around about you know a little over a year uh, working on it. Just uh, I, I got interested in it because uh, you know I was reading about. And this was before the Minuteman Project. You know, I was reading about groups like Civil Homeland Defense and American Border Patrol and uh, Ranch Rescue, and I just thought it was—I uh, just thought it was very interesting. You know, reading some of the stuff that uh, Chris Simcox is publishing in the Tombstone uh, Tumbleweed, talking about a lot of the crimes down there that just go unreported. Um, for example, I mean, in the film, he talks about you know a guy who who had his uh, travel trailer torched in his house shot up by drug runners. So I I, thought, I just thought that was interesting, and, and it wasn't being reported by the mainstream media. So I figured, well, you know, I'll go down and cover the stuff myself.
0: Are you directly affected by Mexicans in your area where you're at now, or was this more of an academic exercise?
4: Well, I, I was immediately affected because I, you know, I'm I'm from Southern California. I lived in L.A. for years. I, I essentially got pushed out. I mean, L.A. has just become one one huge sprawling slum, you know, be, right. you know, because of this. And you know, so so I'm out in the hinterlands, you know, the high desert in Southern Utah.
0: Yeah, you you witnessed the demise of L.A. and you wanted to know what what was happening, what was going on behind the scenes. Uh, you had a group of Minutemen uh, there trying to do something about it, and I guess yeah that. That was enough.
1: Yeah, Uh,
4: I wanted to go out and and check out the border for myself and see see exactly what was going down there, what what it's like, and it's uh, you know it's it's amazing. There, there, there's really nothing down there. I mean, the uh, the opening of the film starts off with a couple of ranch rescue guys, and one of them's talking about there's no 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 fence or gate. There's not anything down there. It's it's just it's just maybe like a five foot high uh, rusty barbed wire fence. Uh, a lot of it trampled and cut away. I mean, it's, there's nothing down there. <laughs>
3: yeah, it's just sand. That's the whole thing, a line in the sand.
4: Not defended yeah. by
3: any kind of security fence or soldiers with uh, automatic weapons who could shoot no. invaders. And, the, the, yeah, yeah, this does really capture that.
4: Utterly and, amazing how unprotected that border is.
3: And Mexico's a people factory. When I was in school, there was like 90 million Mexicans, and now there's 100 million. And they can yeah. turn out these, these sub-rate off-brand humanoids Forever, and if we take them, they're going to keep flushing them.
4: Well, you know an interesting uh, thing that that the film addresses. It's actually uh, Tom Tancredo, who says it that, that Mexico is a country that actually desires to export its population. You know, exactly. what it, 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 that's amazing. You know, a country that actually desires to export their own population. And 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 you know, on on the other side of that, I mean, you've got uh, all these, you've got Mexico and and uh, other Latin American countries uh, and. Whenever they meet with uh, Bush, you know they always push open borders. That's always the first thing on their agenda.
3: And this just feeds in the whole new world order uh, thing, yeah. which uh, a lot of the guys you talk to in the film are are not really white nationalists per se. They they tend to be
4: more conservatives.
3: Conservatives, yeah, like more like free republic types who who happen to live in the particular area and have gotten really incensed about this. But they've kind of come to an awakening about Bush and seeing that Bush is on the side of the New World Order crowd. He's an integral part of it, he and his family and his type. They want to bring about this New World Order in which there are simply political districts, and they want to essentially meld Mexico and uh, the United States and South America and North America and make them one big zone and intermix the people, and it's leading to an extremely undesirable nation wherever they try to do that. And you try to fight this, and, uh, you find that you have no legal rights. And I, I think that's a good place to pick up, uh, you just with the, uh, the Nethercott story that came out this week. Very timely in relation to this film, I think. What we've seen, uh, this week, a, a news story that really picks up on, on, uh, Byron's film, which is uh, the story of Casey Nethercott. Nethercott has just been, uh, he's been convicted. The guy's in jail. This is the head of the ranch rescue. And they've taken his ranch his little dreamland down there on the border, and they turned it over to a couple of the illegal aliens that he caught invading the country. And this is just the same way that uh, Dees, Morris Dees, seized the property from Aryan Nations, and, and in the way that he also took the property from Tom Metzger, he has taken the property of uh, Casey Nethercott. And, you know, we see him quoted in the paper, certainly it's poetic justice that these undocumented workers, is, that's what he calls Mexican invaders, own this land said Morris Dees, co-founder of uh, Southern Poverty Law Center, and chief trial
4: counsel in this
3: case. Now, Byron, in, in your research for the film, have you come across Nethercott at
4: all? Uh, yes, I did. I actually interviewed uh, Casey, and I, I have a sound clip here. It's uh, something that didn't really make it into the film, but I actually have had a clip of uh, Casey uh, talking about it. Would you like to hear it?
2: Yeah, I
3: certainly would.
4: Okay, well... Um,
3: this is Casey Nethercott, I, I got... who's a owner, who's the, uh, is he the founder of Ranch Rescue?
4: Well, he was actually, uh, Jack Foote is the founder of Ranch Rescue, uh, but uh, Camp Thunderbird was Casey's ranch, and it kind of served as the uh, Arizona headquarters for uh, for Ranch Rescue. So he owns a ranch. Casey was definitely very involved. Yeah. But uh, I have a clip here from, I think it's June 2004, and this is actually before he went to trial, but, he, but he's talking about the case.
2: So um, here we go. Texas has charged me with two counts of solid deadly weapon, one count of a gun charge. I'm absolutely innocent on all charges. We had a photographer there that filmed, with still photos, the entire incident showing very clearly that I didn't hit or assault anybody. And I have those pictures here now, and if you'd like, I'll show them to your audience. Want to move over there and see him? All right. You can see from the uh, first picture. This is the encounter when we were first there. You can see a couple of members of Ranch Rescue around them. You can see obviously they're uninjured. The man's uninjured. The woman is uninjured. They're uh, they're fine. Uh, they said that they were assaulted and beaten with handguns and attacked by Rottweilers. And as you can see, the man's clothes aren't ripped. It's a lie. Well, in the end, here they are in a van with one of the members of the ranch rescue, completely uninjured, half asleep because they're exhausted. Nobody touched these people. Nobody hurt these people. They are simply doing this for the money. They got to sue. Because somebody from their government said, Hey, sue and we'll get money and that's exactly what they're doing. It's wrong what they're doing, it's criminal what
0: they're doing, and it needs to be stopped. And that's
2: about
0: it. Okay. Well, that sums up that sums things up pretty pretty well. Uh, I
3: mean this is absolutely outrageous, wouldn't you yeah. agree? Yeah. I mean this I agree this is, absolutely. And, and does anybody disagree that this could not take place without a tacit message from the administration that hey, we're mixing these countries, and you who don't like it, we're going to screw you, <clears throat> and we're going to take well, you know, funny.
4: Turn it over if you fight it. Yeah, what what they what they got Casey on, you know how they how they got his ranch was like you know because he's in jail for uh, um, firearms charges, he had a felony assault charge, so he's doing five years. He couldn't show up for the civil suit to defend himself, so the 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 judge issued a, a default judgment. <clears throat> um and the civil, civil suit Dee's sued for uh i think it was you know some bullshit like a you know post traumatic stress disorder you know mm-hmm. and and the judgment was like eight hundred
0: right. and fifty thousand dollars right he didn't
4: have it yeah. but but here here's here's what happened he signed the the property over to his sister um you know before he went to jail and basically what what d s did was he sent uh, his mother and his sister a mountain of paperwork and intimidated them, said, you know, you better sign this paperwork or else. And they, they didn't know what they were signing. They didn't know that they were signing away the ranch.
0: Yeah, well, they don't mention that. Those very interesting details uh, in, well, the, in the AP article. I want to but make they... a point here about this. Yeah. yeah.
3: We need to get a bunch of white lawyers together and form a white civil rights or white liberty organization to defend white rights because this guy's gone too far. I mean, D's. And uh, he he is simply stealing property from white people, and he's getting away with it. He is a terrorist. He is using the law with the government's backing to terrorize innocent individuals who are white and who are trying to protect their lives and their families, and it's gone way too far.
0: Yeah, yeah. Listen to these these settlement numbers, Mr. Sutton settled for a hundred thousand. Mr. Nethercott and Mr. Foot or Foote did not defend themselves So the judge they were issued, both in
4: jail they were yeah. both in jail on the time for for separate charges they They couldn't go to court to defend yeah. themselves.
0: The reporter fails to mention that he just says they don't <laughs> they didn't defend themselves so the judge issued default judgments of a hundred uh, or eight hundred fifty thousand against Mr. Nethercott and 500000 against Mr. Foote. Mr. D. said Mr. Foote appeared to have no substantial assets, but Mr. Nethercott had the ranch, so that's what they got.
3: So, yeah, he bought the ranch in 2003 for 120000 and this Mancia and Daiva and are from El Salvador, and they're probably going to sell it and collect the money. And these... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one of them lives in L.A., and they're not related. One of them lives in Dallas, and it says uh, that basically... they. They have applied for visas that are available to immigrants who are victims of certain crimes, blah, blah, blah. A decision, until a decision is made on their applications, they can stay here and work on a year-to-year basis. So, you know, when you when you have a, a system that is protecting invaders and prejudiced against locals and natives and citizens, I and mean, you don't have a nation anymore you have no. something
0: in between right and look how they spin this article so that you're you're feeling like a felon uh has gone to jail and uh that uh, Mr. D's uh who who was confiscated this ranch at some time of uh some kind of so- uh, do gooder some kind of social You know a,
4: a, a little bit of interesting um uh background on Casey Nethercott he was at, he's actually been extradited twice from Arizona to Texas under the Patriot Act and basically held held for three months at a time for really no apparent reason and and he was actually listed as a domestic terrorist and uh you know he he you know he couldn't fly, he couldn't leave the country, couldn't do anything i mean they 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 were really going after this guy
0: so due to this patriot legislation, he becomes a domestic terrorist, and then they just got him on right. some type of gun charge and then uh-huh. then then this assault that leaves two illegal immigrants with post traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> And they end
4: up yeah. with his ranch. Uh huh. The feds have been after Casey for, for a long time, no doubt about it.
0: Yeah, and this we've
3: seen repeated a number of ways they've gone after whites. They're, they're going to go after anybody who threatens uh, the system and what they intend to do with the future of the country, which more and more people are beginning to understand is, is that they're killing the country. We're past the age of nation states, as Strobe Talbot has said, and as Wesley Kent Clark said of uh, Serbia when it's trying to protect itself from being invaded by Albanians. And anybody who wants to live in a nation of his own people, well, that right belongs to Israel and no one else. And you see how the, the, the media are supposed to function as something that shines a spotlight on the government and its activities so that you can keep it somewhat honest. But what the media actually do is use the government's own hate terms. Like they call people who try to protect themselves vigilantes. But when Israel tries to protect itself, they don't call it a wall of hate, as they certainly would if South Africa built that wall. Instead, they, it, they, they collude with Israel and call it a security fence, like it's three feet high and see-through. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So the media is part of the government in a functional sense. It and the government have the same, hate the same things and attack the same things. And when you have yeah. that kind of a situation, I mean, if that's not a dictatorship, it sure functions as one because you can't get your own frame out at all. You can They right. will not allow people like us to call ourselves by our own name. We have to go by the name they choose to call us, and that is true of no other group.
0: Right. Yeah. This this story stinks on so many levels. It's unbelievable. I mean, on the one hand, you've got the justice system, which is uh, impounding uh, uh, defenders of the the nation's property uh and on the other hand you've got invaders uh you know uh enjoying the spoils Uh, well they're just tools in
3: it i mean they're 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 bit players who are being used by the jews who control the government to blend out white people and uh you know these these couple happen to have fallen on the side that's favored so they get the property they sell it off they probably make a couple hundred thousand bucks and the white guy is thrown in jail, and you know, they don't really have to provide you much of a reason. It's not like the media uh, makes them come up with the goods.
0: Right, and then and it's airbrushed in the press. That's the topic I'm, on the case. I'm
3: truly afraid. I don't believe that anything but blood will change this situation. Because when we have the media, the courts, and the government, and the system politicians are all pushing in the same direction, and they will not even live under the laws that they write, which are bad enough, and I, I truly think it's going to come down to bloodshed. We're going to have to kill uh, people like Morris Deese to affect any kind of a change. Well, I'm not advocating that, I'm, I'm as an analyst, I believe it's going to take something like that to affect any change because the system is so biased, and there's no way to get any redress out of the courts or out of the, uh, the media. So they're all controlled by the same people. And that's what we're going to see, just uh, throwing a little ad for TAA. And number three, we're going to talk about the Jewish control of law schools. And that, that produces the lawyers that make these kind of ridiculous decisions and steal someone's property when he's thrown on jail on a separate trumped-up charge. We're going to see how the Jews occupy more than 50% of the top 10 law school teaching slots, hence allowing them to basically uh, mint the, the coming generation of power brokers. You combine that control of the law slots with the control of the media, with the huge lobbying agencies, and we, we know that APAC they're a bunch of spies for Israel, and we see how they have a, a multi-headed monster that they can direct at anybody who tries to stand against them and uh i don't believe that they're going to allow it to be changed legally they're not they're not like foolish white people who let them into the country and treated them as individuals they're a group that sees itself at war with every other group and does what it can to smash them up we aren't even allowed to identify as whites that's inherently criminal let alone act as whites or behave as whites or organize as whites or have the same protections that Hundreds and, and thousands of minority groups do. Well,
0: I think this is becoming more and a, more and more apparent as time goes on, and the best thing we can do is just get other Americans informed, get them up to our level, uh, where we know about guys like, uh, Kevin McDonald, uh, and we know what's going on on the border, and we know what's going on with, uh, so called do gooders uh so called civil rights advocates, if we can get that to the American people that type of information, they will respond uh in the same way we 're responding now
3: well i think that's that's tr- certainly true to some extent i mean the the thing is the American people have always been against uh open borders with mexico there's never been a single poll in which they 've supported that policy, which is in fact what's what 's going on if you want to get in here you can 't get in here so the yeah. American people don't it's just like, yeah, nobody
4: is, Nobody wants it, so why do we have it?
3: <laughs> nobody wants yeah, nobody wants it, why do we have it? We're supposed to be a democracy where the will of the people prevails, yet it never really does. It's the no. Jews are breaking the it, name it, of the people.
4: It's never been put to a referendum, you know, it's never been put to a popular vote. Um, and, you know, the vast majority of Americans are, are against, uh, you know, the out-of-control legal immigration we have, too. I mean, illegal immigration is really kind of only half the problem, but legal immigration is a... <clears throat> Is, is, a, is a huge problem, too. I think we have about a million legal immigrants per year, plus uh, hundreds of thousands that come in on uh, work visas.
5: Sure. Yeah, well, and, what we've seen and when then you when to when combine
4: that with the illegals, I mean, you're probably talking about like 2 million people every year, which is maybe a city roughly the size of San Diego coming in every single year.
3: And when we see the American people use their vote to knock down benefits for these people, uh, then, then the, the Jew-produced courts simply knock down their vote.
2: Further oh, yeah. making well, democracy
3: uh, a joke, because we saw with 187 and other propositions. Yeah,
4: I remember that. I remember Prop 187. Yeah, as, as soon as it was passed, it, it got tied up in the courts. And, and the same thing has happened with this proposition. I think it's Proposition 250, if I'm not mistaken, in Arizona, which is uh, pretty much a carbon copy of 187. And as soon as that passed, uh, MALDEF, the Mexican-American Legal Defense and Education Fund, immediately uh, took it to the courts and it's tied up in the courts right now down in Arizona. So we'll see if the uh, well, and, and it's funny because uh, Gray Davis actually killed 187 before it could uh, before it could get to the Supreme Court before the Supreme Court could even rule on it. So mm-hmm.
0: yeah, we'll see. Americans are not putting two and two together because they're not getting the information that we have. And uh, yeah. if we can get this information to them, uh, they're going to start. I see it's in mass. Uh, you know, the mass press. Has its opinion. It's a, it has its spinning. It has its airbrushing. Uh, that takes the teeth out of the information that that, that uh, is going, or the information that is important. Uh, we need films like Line in the Sand um, that help put two and two together. And Americans, they're not stupid, but they're just getting airbrushed into the wrong conclusions. Uh, they they're getting. They're getting manipulated, and they don't know it, and that's the problem.
3: Yeah. Yeah, all the official and quasi-official sources are feeding them lies, but their instincts are right. And unfortunately, the elite of the country is at war with the common people of the country. And the elite is processed through a handful of top-level schools, and they're trained to think the same way, and anybody who doesn't think the same way is weeded out. And now, the main thing is, go back to the people who founded the country. The government exists only to secure the interests of the people. And if it's injurious to those interests, let alone diametrically opposed to them, as it is in this case, the government is illegitimate. And we have yep. the right to remove it by any means necessary. And we are <laughs> that's the situation we're in. This is a revolution. I mean, we've taken in 40 million people from the third world over the last 40 years. And there's absolutely no sign that it's going to stop. And it is radically remaking America in an extremely undesirable way for ordinary white people who founded this country. So you are white. The Jews are your main enemy. They are the ones making this happen. The film, Line in the Sand, is the first one, and as far as I know, the only one, that that makes the connection to Jews and what Jews perceive as their interest in murdering the United States. And they're a long way to it. And you should be extremely mad about it we'll be right back with uh with chain and discuss the other segments on uh this show but uh we wanted to give you that uh special taste of this exciting new film available at uh, octobersunfilms.com so thanks to Byron Jost we'll have him on again in future editions of uh goyfire
0: yeah Byron thanks well, uh, for for being in the studio tonight and i'm sure our listeners are extremely excited about your new film and we we hope uh to to see Many more projects out of uh, October Sun Films. Well, thank you. Th-
4: thanks for having me on.
1: The Aryan Alternative. News and views for whites you won't find anywhere else. The Aryan Alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites. Issue 2 is available now. Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit govnn.com. For ordering information, the Aryan Alternative and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just write.
2: Live, right.
1: Live chat.
2: Twenty-four-seven. IRC or Java.
1: Pick your poison.
2: Right, racialist intercourse live and online. VNN
1: Live. That's right, live chat for VNN. VNN.mine.nu. Cohen 1488 slash join number VNN. And for you Java folks, HTTP Cohen double slash VNN.mine.nu. Go 88 slash VNN live. Antis need not apply.
2: Come get some.
1: You're listening to Vanguard Radio.
0: Hi, we're back uh, with our normal crew, uh, Goyfire crew. Chain is back in the studio. Sheehan has been in the news recently. Uh, in recent weeks, prominent conservatives have charged Sheehan with committing nearly every variety of political sin from lying, fakery, and publicity-seeking to communism and anti-Semitism. A few have gone so far as to accuse her of dishonoring the memory of her son, Casey, an army specialist killed last year in an attack by Iraqi insurgents. As Sheehan's presence outside George Bush's Texas home continued to draw attention that embarrassed him, The assaults on her intensified and took on a heightened ideological tone. Ann Coulter and Rush Limbaugh sought to discredit her by citing connections with liberal and leftist organizations that have supported her protest. Typically unable to suppress her McCarthy tick, Coulter accused Sheehan of engaging in Stalinist agitprop, while Limbaugh humiliated himself by comparing her staged protest to the forged documents given to CBS News by Bill Burkett. So, uh, yes, Sheehan has come out against the war in Iraq, against the neocons, and against Israel, and um, she's getting slammed for it. Alex, have you been following this story at all?
3: Yeah, I've been following this story, and I want to say how pitiful the riot has become, as it has been taken over by these neocons who are nothing but commie Jews in different clothing They've become like them in their own pitiful, attenuated, anti-Aryan way. I mean, I listened to Rush Limbaugh talk about this as I drove up to Davenport to distribute the last of the Aryan alternative number two. And uh, let me say parenthetically, we've got number three on the way within a couple of weeks. All you heard from Limbaugh and from the clowns who call him uh, was uh, smears, you know. Smears, uh, they question motives. They, they, They will do anything but deal with what the woman said. And, and I think the right way to look at she is she puts a plain face on plain facts. And she said, my son did not join up in the Army to defend Israel, but to protect the United States. And having just an average, non-political person say that, and for all their claims, that's exactly what she is. She's just someone's mother. Uh, that threatens them, because that slides into the mind of Joe Average, who listens to Rush Limbaugh and these other right-wing clowns and misleaders and seducers. They say, well, you know, they already have doubts. The American population already has substantial doubts about the war in Iraq. You've already got more than 50% who now think Bush is not doing a good job handling it, and they're getting nervous. And when the herd gets nervous, if you've ever seen a bunch of cows, I mean, it, it only takes a couple of noises and a little bit of movement. Boy, they all take off running exactly the opposite of the way they were running a minute ago. And the Jews know that, and that's why the hatred of this woman is coming out so strong. They're a little bit scared.
5: Bush's yeah, approval on the, on the war is down to
3: 34% now, Alex. And, and there's no reason to think it will rise either because there's, there's no sudden... Uh, we made the opposition better by our attack on them. We've given them a real reason. I mean, you think how much you would hate people who did what the U.S. has done to uh, Iraq. If you lived over there, you'd be darn mad. And they've gotten better at what they're doing, and they're only going to get better in the future. And they continue to blow up, basically... Anybody who helps the Americans or participates with them, man, they're going to get you. They get them every single day of the year. The American people were lied to. I mean, there's there's no way around it. I just think all trends are negative
2: for Bush. Yeah, Mrs. Uh, uh,
5: Sheehan was quoted in one uh, piece, I guess from last April, way back then. She said uh, Bush had said, if the war is so darn important for protecting democracy, and he was trying to who how important it is that these kids go over there and die. So, uh she said if it's so darn important why doesn't he uh, uh, run down and enlist his two party
3: animal uh, uh, teen uh, exactly. uh, miscreants
5: and, you know, and, his two uh, his two girls yeah
3: jane i know you harbor a particular hatred for mtv and the foul Jews who who i do shower us and rightly so and you know anybody who thinks we we've already heard about the border and the way the bush called people like casey nuttercot vigilantes well the Bushes are 100%, and other white trader leader are 100% on the same size as the Jews. I mean, we had, every year in Washington, they hold what they call a gridiron dinner, uh, and they uh, the media makes fun of the uh, the president. The president comes before him, and he has some prepared comedic patter written by a professional comedian. And, you know, this year they had uh, they had Mrs. Bush out there telling, a, you know, an off-color joke about George jerking off a horse. Now, that's yeah. the, that's the president's wife, and that's, they fall into that MTV level. So they're they're down with all this obscenity and all this niggerism and, and this garbage, and it shows up in every possible way. And when I see these, what should be honest white people, repeating these Jewish lies and attacking and murdering, you know, innocent Iraqis, I mean, it's embarrassing. You become embarrassed that, oh my God, we've got people like David Horowitz, a kike like that, a commie, a kike, whatever, you know, a, he's a conservative, he's a, he's a commie. No, he's a Jew. He's a Jew. Yeah, anybody who's read Ramparts
5: Magazine. Yeah, Moran Parts Magazine, the communist rag in the 1960s, it was just amazing the kind of thing. It was all Black Panther this and Black Panther that and uh, yeah. and uh, Huey Newton. It was just unbelievable. And now it's questionable to me who this fellow who, who Horowitz has writing, uh, this, this Ben Johnson, I don't know who he is, he wrote a book about uh, Carrie's wife, the heiress, and, uh, here this is a famous author. You can't find a picture of him on the internet now. I don't know if he's with this you, uh, immigration. Craig, Craig, you
3: you bring up his name in relation to this story because... Well, a part of it day. is he, he... He just wrote a piece the other day, didn't he?
5: He did, and he linked uh, to VNN, strangely enough, uh, as well as to uh, NSM, and they, they mention... Uh, <laughs> so you're thinking... Why are these neocons way off? Why, why are they suddenly beginning to take great notice of uh, the the uh, racialists in this country who want an autonomous country for white people? And uh, it, it's really quite interesting that this has begun to happen.
0: Yeah, suggested that her criticism of the Bush administration and the rationale for the war will encourage the Iraqi insurgency. That she is serving that insidious treasonous fifth column who don't want America to win the war on terror.
5: Look, they're calling these Iraqis insurgents in their own country. Just as if it ever comes to the point in this country where we openly fight them with 50 calibers or whatever, if it were ever to come to that, well, we'd be insurgents in our own country, which uh, our ancestors founded uh, 300 years ago or more. But uh, Sheehan also uh, ages, when, when they constantly run this woman down and uh, try to detract from her, it's almost a sign of how bad it is. You know, they've, they've, they've let people in these muds, uh, especially uh, niggers into the military who are not high school graduates. They have fake high school degrees or else they waive the whole thing. And then on top of that, a lot of them are felons. And so they've really, they, they can't meet their recruitments now and they're in dire straits. And with an a coming economic collapse uh, or, or at least... Uh, severe repercussions with uh, $3 a three-dollar-a-gallon gas. It's going to reverberate throughout the economy. So they've got big, big, big problems, and all they can uh, figure to denounce is this a uh, woman who happens to be uh, I don't know what is she a mile from Bush's place?
3: Yeah, she's yeah. down there in Crawford, Texas. I'm not real familiar with that area, but yeah, they uh, put her in uh, a, in a drainage
0: there. a drainage ditch. Yeah. Well, um, she,
3: she's going back. Her mother had a stroke, so I know she left there. I don't know if she intends to return, but. She's a. I think the basic thing is she's an ordinary person who yeah, yeah. made the obvious points, and we we've the white nationalists have been the only ones making those obvious points so far, and the response of the Horowitzim and the, and the Jews and the neocons to say, look, you're saying the same thing as as, as David Duke and the white nationalist, and that they don't even bother to make any arguments. Uh, Jews Jews can't argue because the facts aren't on their side. So what they do is associate you with people that they've. Spent decades making the figures of hate, thereby you you get the same you get the benefit of all this hate buildup that they've spewed on these other ones, and they never have to deal with the arguments but well there's the- a lot of speculation
5: that she 's either read v n n form or something very similar to it uh, in other words part of part of uh our movement nationwide that recognizes that the jew's are the problem and uh, on top of that they're denouncing her. Uh, particularly at this time when we're on the verge of, uh, they seem to think, invading Iraq. I think a lot of Americans think if we go into these oil countries, there's always the hidden promise that perhaps we'll get oil.
0: Well, Iran, Iran, you mentioned. Know.
5: Well, we've been in Saudi. We had bases, you know, air bases that flew straight into Iraq originally. You know, they built massive strips there and everything and hid the planes in bunkers ostensibly so they wouldn't be found by Saddam. But I think more is that they wouldn't be seen by the Saudis' populace.
3: The thing is, she's put a she's put a scare into them, definitely. And then the Jews, they won't ever address arguments; they'll just impugn motives, and they'll call yeah, you what, an evil bastard. What were the
0: specific statements she made that put a uh, or made it uh, put their the, the hairs on the back of their necks stand up? Uh, did she say this was a war for Israel?
3: Well, th- that seems to be some debate because it, she claims that one of her emails was was hijacked or something that she that. She had written, apparently, to ABC News in which she said, you know, my son joined to defend America, not Israel. That's the biggest thing. But she also went on to talk about the, the Act Project for a New American Century, in the paper, and just said this whole war has been based on lies. These people yeah, had plans of- to attack, and the w- weapons of mass destruction was just a big front. And, I, you know, this cost me my son, and I'm outraged. That's the guts of it is she just ripped the cover off what they did. Mm -hmm. And then she rightly said, you know, Bush is a liar. The people behind him are a liar. They have this in in plans all the way. It has nothing to do with American interests. It's purely for oil in Israel. She repeated everything that only white nationalists have said since the start. Now, she seems to have sort of backed off on the Israel part, but whether that's because she's now surrounded by leftist handlers sent over by Soros or Ben and Jerry or whoever, I don't know. But I I believe she did say that about Israel, even if she's not trying to recant on it.
0: I'd like to have you uh give her an interview there in the desert. Yeah, she we uh, we could get her number we'd ring her up. I'm sure she Well, she she's not
3: bar. there right now. That's the thing. If she was down there pretty much anyone can drive up and see what's actually going on and there have been a few sites who have done some of that and have reported a little on it, but it would be good and In in
5: terms of the reporting on it after she made uh, critical comments about Zionism, you know, it turns out now her mother's passed away. Uh, ostensibly all this stress from this and, uh, you know, terrible uh Media thing that's befallen the family, and her husband's yeah. divorced her, filed for divorce, and I think one of her sons said, "Come home, mom." So it reminded me of what Chris Simcox said in Byron's movie, "The Line in the Sand," which is, is that Americans are willing to believe the worst uh, on the flimly, flimsiest of, uh, of of information. So when the Jewish media reports all these uh, curses that have befallen her since she talked against Israel, you know, some of the people in this country are so cooked with Christ insanity that they believe that the uh, the house of
3: Jesus and his daddy uh, caused this upon her,
5: you know.
3: Sure. They're, really, they're... <laughs> <laughs> you know, God will curse those who curse Israel. and, and this. Yeah, this exactly. Is Jew, Jews like Drudge and, and Jew appeasers like Ann Coulter and Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity, you know, to, oh, these people are against Israel. Oh, Israel's not our friend. They're doing and the Lord's work. So, hmm. so many of, the, of the, the dumb Christians in this country, of which there are tens of millions, fall for that stuff. And they're literally will send their kids off to die rather than think about what's going on. And anybody who points out the simple facts of what's going on is, is you know, considered evil. You know, yeah, might are, die, but they might save
5: us uh, $80,000 in college fees. So it's a, a chance worth taking. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, it's also, I
3: guess.
0: it's also a question in how far these curses are uh, inspired by, you know, the Jew media denunci- denunciation she's cre- uh, getting as well as... Uh, FBI interference uh, on the home front, you know, getting her divorced. Maybe they found yeah, something. Well they,
3: the minute she came out, they started uh, the n- drudging the rest of them and supposedly had some a letter sent by her relatives claiming that, you know, they were divorced from her position. She doesn't speak for us at all, and, and uh, this was right. heavily promoted.
1: It's a, yeah, they it's dug a sign up. of
3: the fear. She, she definitely stuck a fork into them. And, yeah, they and dug up. the thing is, they're trying to smear her in every possible way, even if it's absurd I mean, on one hand they'll call her a commie on the other hand they'll call her a Nazi yeah. you know so which is it well it depends on which one you've on been trained her in your mind to her. hate worse yeah. yeah well yeah you know she's either she's aiding the enemies of Israel like those evil anti-Semites or else she's just clearly put up to this by the left the fact is she's just someone's mom who and and that is acceptable to a point because the left does have a history of of pretending that people are not what they actually are for example Rosa Parks was not merely some black woman who just happened to stand up, you know, and say, have you no decency to the system. She was a communist operative. But in this case, that's not the case. Cindy Sheehan is just someone's mom. She had no particular political agenda before she got into this. And all she's done is make some obvious points. And she's not a white nationalist, and she may not even be a conservative, but she wasn't put up to this by the left.
0: Yeah, but Horowitz called her a communist Nazi or something similar. (laughs)
3: She gets treated just the way like Hitler does. They'll claim Hitler was a sex deviant. They'll claim he only had one ball. They'll, they'll, they'll claim he was a homo. They'll claim anything. They just well, Professor McDonald
4: talks but
5: about six. that, this is how they defame people in their own land, and, and they say that, do, do you want to be, it's like in Shirley Jackson's The Lottery, do you want to be one of these uh, lepers like this? Do you want this to happen to you? Well, just uh, say what you're not supposed to say and see what happens.
3: Yeah. Defaming and smearing are, are time-honored Jewish techniques. They're not an honest people in the sense that we we think of honesty as, as Aryan. They don't make a case. They simply yeah. But a lot of Aryan people in this country have picked
5: them. up on it because of the Christian. A lot of the Christians in particular have
3: picked well, they're, up on it. They're that. easily misled and and they they accept the framework. That this is all about left and right when it's really yeah. Jews versus whites.
0: Mm-hmm. And more
3: and more people are catching on to what's going on. Though I really believe that I, I see evidence of it. Yeah.
0: Well. we'll so and about about I'd like
3: to make one final subtle point on this, which is that her name is Sheehan, which is. Uh, an Irish name, and the Jews have always tried to split. I don't know if she's Catholic or not, but the Jews have always tried to split off or work on existing divisions between white racial groups the same way they would try to divide man from woman and parents from children. Uh, But they've always tried to split the Irish off from thinking of themselves as white by appealing to them to feel as an aggrieved minority. And part of the way that they do that is usually the hero, the heroic cop, the heroic prosecutor the army hero will be will have an Irish surname, very rarely a German name. The German names are usually reserved for the, the enemy. And uh, I, I think that's a further point that makes it a little bit harder for them to demonize her, is that her name is Sheehan, and, and she's just an average-looking sort of woman. And I think that the people who listen to Limbaugh identify with her, and I think that scares the crap out of the Jews. And that yeah. that accounts for the extreme viciousness with which they've treated her. Absolute refusal to address... Anything that she has said, the substance of any of it. Just Did you guys hear things? where
5: uh, well, well, one rancher there went out and he, he shot a shotgun in the air, while another one subsequently gave her his property to, uh, from which to operate on? But uh, the first rancher, I guess, went out and shot a shotgun in the air.
1: Yeah, so no. they came
5: running from like three or four sections over, I guess, the, the Secret Service. <laughs> what is it their business? They're in Texas. It's like being around here in West Virginia. People pop off their weapons all the time. But whenever you're in the area of the, these uh, royalty who command us for all over this country, like Michael Chertoff or, or Bush, you know any weapon within a, within a mile and a half, they have to go and investigate.
3: I, I will guarantee you if those protesters were pushing the government's line and that mm-hmm. guy had fired that off, he'd get the nethercot treatment in a heartbeat. He'd be in jail for discharging weapon within x feet of you know whatever they they would have come mm-hmm. up with some way to throw that guy in jail if if, if he hadn't been on there some side. way been helping out Bush
0: mm-hmm. yeah, well, I think this case really shows uh how the Jews have positioned themselves with the conservatives that this neocon uh talk uh, is really bore as is bearing fruit and uh, bearing strange fruit. And uh, we see the real the real brunt of of Jewish rhetoric is seeping out well, of the conservative channel. If you don't believe that,
5: just turn tune in and watch Dr. Strangelove and uh, and uh, Bill Kristol and uh, Elias and the three Jews and the Negro uh, talk about uh, the wars, the wars, the wars, Iraq, Iran. Are we going to go to Iran? You know, should we go to Iran? When will we go to Iran? You know, yeah, four nutbags. Every week on on Fox.
3: We all on this show know what needs to be done. We need to get the troops out of Iraq immediately. Say, sorry, (laughs) we didn't mean to screw up your country, but we're going home. Go home, stick troops in the border with orders to shoot anything that invades. Boom. And then we need to go through and clear out the Jews. Now, that's what needs to happen. That's not going to happen right now. What we've got to do is keep waking people up to understand that your enemy is the Jew. The Jew has created this foreign war and this domestic war by loosing the groids with civil rights and letting in the Mexicans with the 65 Immigration Act. The Jews are responsible for all the great problems that America has. I mean, every single one. They may have taken yeah. small things and exacerbated them, made them worse, or they may have taken a, a created large things out of whole cloth. We don't have to have 40 million Mexicans in this country, and it's not any good for you listening to this. And the conservatives like Rush Limbaugh will never tell you why, why we have that problem, or that it's bad for you. That's why they can't co what we're saying. Yeah. yeah, that's why they, they continually try to screw up what we're doing. That's why yeah, the they throw second, people like Nethercott in jail.
0: The second thing about Cheyenne is here we have an average woman, an average American woman, a mother, but she got to the information Somehow, yeah, and she made the right conclusions, and she's doing something about it. And, and so, really, I that's think,
2: the,
0: yeah, I I'm think sorry. we tend to underestimate ourselves. We think, you know, we're smart and everybody else is dumb. No, we have information that those others don't have. A just that's that's an
3: excellent point. And let, let me put it this way: the Jewish lie sometimes, the Jewish lies created in the Sheehan family the death of one of their kids. Now, no parent wants to see their kid die. It's not natural. But uh, this woman probably has just lived her life, and gone along, assuming the people at the top of the country are more or less well disposed, just as she is. But this incident in which her son was killed forced her, perhaps for the first time in her life, to take a really close look at what's going on in Iraq and what's going on in politics in general. And when she did take that close look, she drew the obvious because factual conclusion that this war is not in her son's interest or her family's interest or her community's interest. It's, it's in the interest of somebody else, you know, the the oil people and the Israel people. and And so we see that Americans, on average, white Americans are not like Jews who are hyper-concerned with getting advantage over other people and screwing them and coming out on top. They're just living their lives. But what we see when they are forced to take a close look at this because of these Jewish manipulations resulting in, literally death, they take up the white nationalist position. And more and more people are coming around to see that. So it's just like a boxer being exposed. You know, you do the most damage when you throw the punch, but you also leave yourself the most open to being damaged. And the Jews have taken their shot at Iraq, and their fist is fully extended. But now the punch is coming back the other way, and it's aimed right at their chin. Hopefully, I saw a site on the
0: Internet,
5: and and it advertised that uh, if you buy a... $40 $40 worth of Iraqi dinars now, and they compared it with the pre-war dinars or what they were worth when Saddam was in power and how with all their oil it will go up. And They claimed it could be worth $10,000. So uh, then you have people like Nick Berg and these people going in there, and uh, he was a Jew who went in there and uh, so got interested in the Koran, as uh, some of them seem to do. And then uh, he got killed, and that's another cause celeb for his family. His dad's all over the internet and all her speaking is talking about his his son's
3: death. But uh, uh, she, he's
5: not getting nearly as much attention as Mrs. Sheehan, so that's a problem
3: for Jews. And, and who knows what Nick Berg actually was? Either a carpetbagger or a spy, or both.
5: Yeah, there was another one like that recently. I can't think of his name. On who was the one? You know, he was just killed. Alex, do you remember that?
3: Uh, no, I don't. I can't remember. And this is, this is the one that we won. Oh, the. the uh,
5: I guess they figured out he was not. He was just a leftist a Jewish influence, Stephen something. It was. We have him Oh, up. that
3: was uh, Stephen yeah. Vincent. Was I don't right. know if he was a Jew or not.
5: Well, I think it was proven he wasn't in that particular case, but he was just a, a normal leftist radical.
3: Uh, uh, These white. Jews, I mean, the, the people like Stephen Schwartz, writes uh, for Front Page. I mean, they run. The Jews have so many. It's like the ordinary Jew uses about fifteen names over the course of his life. I mean, the idea of being one solid, consistent thing is utterly Aryan. To the Jew, it's utterly, you are whatever you need to be at the moment, whether your emotion or the face you put on for the public or the mm-hmm. name you adopt. They just do well, not like us. They don't belong to the moment. do the same
5: thing. They, have, they, they like to have aliases, you know, whenever there's stories about them, like so-and-so the gangster and, you know, their middle
3: names or their...
0: Puff Daddy.
3: Their, Puff, Puff Daddy, <laughs> yeah. to P. Diddy, to now he wants to be Diddy.
0: Yeah. Combs, Ray Combs, yeah. or... Yeah, the, I mean, the 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 well, what was
5: the one Prince said the Prince was was funny enough because that's what the slaves used to call themselves I was a Prince in Africa with any it to what the the artist formerly known as Prince just goes on and the, on the, and those are the celebrities yeah
3: he went to the <laughs> symbol and then he <laughs> and then I think he went back to Prince eventually
0: yeah. But, but uh, yeah, it, it's
5: the same with Spix, They all have aliases, you know, they pick them up, and they've got a uh, border police or whomever couldn't determine who he was. First he was this guy, then he was that guy, then he raped somebody, and they let him go because he said he was uh, Jose, you know. And then <laughs> uh, later yeah. his fingerprints proved he was a, a mass murderer. But, yeah. you know, what does it take for whites to get sick of him? Say, you know what, fuck you, get out of our country.
4: Yeah, and
3: we're, we're denied by the media. We, they won't even call us white. We're just haters. We're haters. We're haters. Yeah. Yeah. They call some of these beaners committing these millions of crimes, or these niggers committing these crimes, or these Jews starting these foreign wars, or letting in the Mexicans. Why don't they call them the haters? Now, as the Jews, they're the oppressed. Well, yeah. that's so they're they're the oppressed.
0: They're the oppressed. But we do have a Human Rights Act in Canada, uh, and and a Human Rights Commission in Canada, and they're making sure that you know the the bad people in Canada get put in jail. Um, one of them is a poster at VNN Forum, Thomas Winnicott. The commission has accused Winnicott of breaking the Canadian Human Rights Act by l- likely exposing Jews, blacks, and other non-whites to hatred and contempt through his Internet messages. For four hours yesterday, those messages read aloud filled the quiet air of a staid meeting room with profanity, racial slurs and calls, calls for the white race to get rid of non-whites and non-Christians. Warman testified for the commission, reading the internet messages he says were written by Winnicke and posted mainly on a website called Vanguard News Network. That's the so, forum where that was posted.
5: Well this is a phase one version of what the Jews want the whole world to be like, where, where thoughts are crimes and free expression is a crime, and unless of course They're denouncing whites as uh, toothless haters or something. (laughs) In that case, that's fine. Uh, So they've gotten this going in Germany. They have it uh, in their own uh, 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 hell realm of Israel. They've got it going in Canada big time. And uh, they want it to go in the United States. If it's such a good deal, why don't they just... uh, promote it worldwide and say, yeah, we really have to get this in the United States. And, oh, yeah, I forgot they've been doing that. They did that in the uh, uh, Berlin Conference, I think, where Jack Rosen, isn't Jack Rosen? Yeah, the head of the American Jewish Congress and a big uh, neocon Bush supporter, well was our uh, 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 delegate over there to the Worldwide Anti-Semitic Conference. And he's uh, Morris seligman D's, uh partner at Gonzaga, where they're going to give PhDs, I guess, in anti-hate. So... Uh, if they could get this in the United States, they'd like to get it. but meanwhile, we do have guys, and most two of them are exterminants, and uh, Thomas Winnicky are, are our own VNN posters, and uh, we should be pretty proud of them because they're actually facing things which I mean they may harass us here, but it's not for the most part to the point where they will
3: uh, arrest you, although there are extreme exceptions, like with Duke and, and Hale. but right now um, they're at the stage where they write up what we do as though it we're somehow legal like. You know, we throw sure, so yeah. out some of our papers and they say, yeah, or they visit, like they visited Craig, we throw out papers and they say, well, the cops are looking at it to see if any laws were violated. Or on the, the, one article about TAA2, they're like, cops said they didn't yet see any reason to arrest the publisher. You know, and you're, you're publishing a paper and putting it out in America and you're, you're talking about cops and arresting people. They're trying to create in the public, and Pierce make, used to make this point quite a bit, they're trying to create the illusion that or spread the foster the belief among people that saying anything that's against the government line is illegal. You know that, that there's something and morally wrong too, morally wrong. Like that's well, that dangerous. goes, yeah, that goes without saying. When you look at the labels that they use, you see these these hate laws in the rest of the English speaking world, apart from America, are never used to go after the Jews who write white trash daily in their paper and use it daily on television. White trash isn't covered. Only, but you're pointing out statistics about blacks committing crimes is covered. You're exposing them to contempt by pointing out that they're 15 times as infected with AIDS or 50 times as violent.
5: You're exposing them to
3: contempt and hatred by telling the truth about them. And in the Zundel, was tried under the same thing that Winnicki is going to be tried under, they overtly stated truth is no defense. It doesn't matter. All that matters is what they believe your words are going to lead people to think about legally protected groups, i.e. coloreds and Jews.
5: But Murray Rothstein can promote all his uh, uh, sure. nigger nigger Congo Boone yeah. hate lyrics on MTV, and, and if the kids don't like it, they're dysfunctional children. If they don't go for it, you know. They're, they're really outsiders. Maybe they should need psychiatric help. They, they, they should get help because they really don't seem to see how wonderful the whole uh, black baboon music movement is.
3: If they encourage your daughter to mix with blacks, which is statistically extremely likely to result in great problems for her, they aren't called haters. They aren't hauled before a human rights tribunal. They're treated like heroes who are helping add diversity to our world. And diversity is our greatest strength. So there's a complete double standard, and it emerges from one group, the only group that has control over all the memes and all the media to spread those memes, and that is Jewry, organized Jews. The Jew is your enemy, white man listening to this show. You are white. He's a Jew. He is your worst enemy. He is murdering your neighborhood.
5: Hey, just what's the name of the Jew that's the head of that uh, wrongly named Human Rights Commission up there in Canada? Uh,
0: well, there's a uh, the War there's a Mr. Warman who is uh, who's yeah. carrying. He's a Shabbos Goy, I think. War- okay. Warman's
3: one of the guys who files stuff. He's not head of the commission. I'm not sure who the head is. I know there's. Well, he's a, a Jew, worm. we've done the research on him, we, we've looked yeah.
5: it up, and just to tell our listeners out there, some of them may not know, if you ever want to find out who is Jewish or who isn't, uh, after a while I think you kind of get the Semitic, you, you know, it's almost like a uh, intuition, but the one way to do it, or three ways, is type in the person's name, then a plus sign, then rabbi, or a plus sign, then synagogue, S-Y-N-A-G-O-G-U-E, or... Uh, plus I'm Jewish. And then oftentimes um, they'll have said in an interview, a major interview, or whatever, and you can uh, get it. And then you'll begin to wonder why people like this, uh, what was her name, Libby? We've talked about her on Goyfire before, who ran into a disco with her SUV and broke people's hips and legs and everything else, all white people, yeah, I
3: think. That was, that was Lizzie Grubman, a PR Grubman, woman.
5: Wanted,
3: yeah. I believe she, and, and Lizzie Grubman ran over all these white people, in her SUV outside of a nightclub, and then she, then she called them white trash.
5: Yeah, because they didn't let her in, because they challenged her or something.
3: Yeah. She's, a, she's, she's so just, pissed
5: off. I'm, yeah.
3: She's a really ugly, fish-mouthed Jewish cunt. And you know what? She wound up getting a show on, I think, MTV or VH1 or something.
4: Yeah, and with so that here. Once you get you
3: six a bu- If I call Jews a bunch, of, a bunch of kike and sows, I'm not going to get any kind of a TV show on VH1. It's all, it's all a Jewish network running all the shit you see on TV.
2: You know, you know the, the
5: the former editor of the Chicago Sun Tribune, who's a Jew, was just uh, uh, indicted in a flim-flam or a, or a fraud for $32 million. And then someone posted after I looked up that story, and they said, no, it was way more than $32 million. It runs into the hundreds. Well, I haven't begun to investigate that yet, but I'll tell you, uh, his partner in some of this is up there in Canada. His name is Black, and he's married to some famous Jewish uh, columnist up there. And uh, let's see who gets more time, and, and it, 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 if it's VNN's uh, Tomas Winnicke or if it's uh, uh, the multimillionaire Jew up there in Canada who's busy ripping off corporations and the stockholders.
0: Yeah, well, mm-hmm. The commission is seeking a $10,000 fine and a $70,000 fine and damages due largely to a later complaint filed by warman that claims Winnikey targeted him personally after the first complaint was issued. Um, Tribunal chairperson Karen Jensen, notice how they named themselves, acquired, uh Warman on how accessible the forum, VNN, was to the public. Warman told the hearing anyone could easily access the forum and read it without becoming a member. After Warman was finished, Winnicky was to begin cross examining him. Instead, he unexpectedly said he wanted to adjourn for a lawyer. I thought I could handle it. I think there is a lot of bias here, Winnickie said. I can't defend myself properly. Yeah, Who can under those conditions?
5: Listen, Canada is famous for having some jail cells in which murders and dope fiends go, and they essentially look like a townhouse where you have a shared uh, apartment with a couple, three or four roommates. If you've ever seen photos of them. But people like Ernst Zündel and, and Winicki, they throw them into more... Uh, uh, pedestrian and uh, uh, common cells, so those we normally associate with prison, the same as they've done here in our country with Matt Hale, keep him uh, uh, totally isolated, won't let him be interviewed, won't let his family visit or anything else. And, you know, I, I don't want to get too off on, on Matt, but I'll tell you, some uh the other day, they they got him back from Mexico, and because we couldn't send him to death, he killed three people. They gave him 40 years. And,
2: and
5: so they gave him uh, the same as Matt Hale got. And yeah, he killed off no three help. people. But but uh, it's very upsetting what's happening to Tomas Wineke. And, you know, these, these guys are young men, so as his exterminants, And uh, they have such a, a high sense of, of right and wrong. They're imbued with that by their family or by their genetics. They're not afraid to speak truth. And that's what Jefferson said. That's and, right. Well, what was he said? Nothing... That is true. Should ever we should ever wither from you know? I'm paraphrasing an Alex.
3: Well, he, you know. he, his his quote is stolen by a certain other site that fears the truth about Jews. But basically, what Jefferson said was, "There's not a truth existing in the world that I fear or would make yeah. unknown to the mass of people." He says, you "Or know, would because, make unknown to the mass of people." That's so uh, beautiful. Th- yeah. That's a paraphrase, but but it, it's uh, that's exactly what he meant. His point is, I'm not afraid of anything. That's why we have the First Men. There's nothing so horrible that someone can say that we can't deal with it. And then it's the exact opposite of the Jewish mentality, which is I know, I'm
0: going to tell you, and, you know, Rounder
5: knows this, and, and guys in, in more, a little closer to our age, because Rounder's 10 years older than I am, but they used to teach this in the schools in this country, you guys. It was imbued in you when, uh, from a young age.
3: Yeah. And
5: it was like there's no nothing higher than truth. It wasn't a religio teaching. It was a governmental. This is what our government at one time wanted us to know. But as mm-hmm. Professor McDonald has said from 52 on, the Jews became more and more uh, preeminent in, in, in kvetching around the country via various orgs, just like uh, I am an American, the civilrights.org, and all the leftists behind that, La Raza, Hadassah, the ADL, and so forth.
3: Only so, Jewish ideas and Jewish expressions and Jewish memes and Jewish frames are in the papers. Yes. No, no one else is allowed. There's, there's debate, but the stuff that's not debated... <laughs> which is where the real debate is. Like Nobody ever debates the fact that we can mix all these races, yet the founder of the country said the races are incompatible, that very same Jefferson. Yet you could never say that in any American paper. And now that we're
5: getting traction, even neocons like Horowitz want to take notice of us and try to... They're, they're saying yeah. Bolshevik denouncing tactics.
3: Yeah, they try to smear you and destroy you. The Jewish way is not to argue with people, it's to try to destroy them by killing their money support and by killing them literally and physically. And yeah. that's, that's what the Jews do when they have control. They make anti-Semitism is not simply illegal. It's a capital punishment. They kill you if you speak against them. And they killed, they successfully murdered 60 million plus in Eastern Europe. And you will hardly find, I, th- I bet you would have to ask the better part of 1,000 Americans to find one who is aware of that fact. They've successfully yeah. gotten away with murdering 60 million to 100 million people. And your kid will not learn one thing about that mass murder in a public school.
5: Well, they, they still think that the Nazis are worse worse than communists, and communists killed far, far, far more people. Yeah, but and the uh, truth
0: about Jews is anti-Semitic. And anti- that, uh, the truth is information, and the more people that have this information, the more people will be anti-Semitic, and then the Jews are, you know, out and hat hand.
3: Exactly, and that's why they must control the media and must control the government, because otherwise the truth about them will become known, and people will all feel about them the way that we do, and they will expel them from the country much as someone would vomit some bad meat they'd eaten, and that they've been kicked out of so many countries over the, over the centuries virtually everywhere they've ever settled. Every type of people they've ever come in contact with has said exactly the same thing about them. They're parasitic, disgusting, shit-obsessed, Desert scum.
0: Yeah, but in a Jude court, the truth is not a defense. truth is not and a they're defense the,
3: wherever Jews
0: are. They're the most ethnocentric
5: tribe in the history of the planet, too. So that's what we need to understand. We do not have a ken or an understanding of their ethnocentrism because it's not, uh, at least of late in the past few centuries, in our in our beingness, in our dialogue. So in the midst of all this universal, universalism and, and globalism they preach, uh, the Jews are in, in high positions of power, even in Germany. They control one of the networks now, a Jew owns it. The same thing in Russia, they, they, they threw the head of the uh, oil company who tried to abscond with the country's assets. Of course, he's in prison now, so that's a big problem for them.
3: And, of course, in Germany, it's not just they're owning uh, the Heim uh one of the guys behind, I think, the, some cartoon show, bought up one of their main TV channels, but they also already have in place the laws as part of their conquering Germany in World War II. They have in place laws that'll forbid you from discussing what they call the Holocaust. So that you're not it's legally not allowed to point out the facts about the Holocaust, which is that huh, it didn't happen. There weren't any six million killed. Yeah, there were death you know. but
0: speaking speaking of cultural Bolshevism we have our T N B section.
1: I I my, Shizzle, my It's time for the T N B section of our program. Yeah.
0: T N B, it's uh, running rampant in the U S. ever since the. What be that T N B shit? The Selby <laughs> riders, as Shane calls them, uh, Lumpkin, Georgia. You mean That's since our
3: last. Since our last goy fire, niggers haven't stopped creating violent crimes. They haven't no, seen they, their violent criminal activity. They're still committing. They're still raping and murdering people.
5: They've been downtrodden. One 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 guy this week on our board was talking about it at a library somewhere. Uh, he heard a story that they, they the, the nigger grabbed the the biggest book in the library and and hurled it at somebody because they used to go in there and I guess and get on the internet and listen to hip hop. I've seen them do that in libraries. It was amazing. You know, you can hear reverberating throughout. And anyway. The poster, our VNN poster, made the point that a nigger's got to get his dominance somewhere, so of course he grabbed the biggest magic dictionary.
0: It's probably big dick in it. 12 right? inches
5: thick or something.
0: <laughs> Lumpkin, Georgia. The police chief, a county deputy, and a paramedic were shot in this small town's courthouse square Thursday, and the suspected gunman was killed during an ensuing gun battle, authorities said. The police chief in a nearby town was also wounded during the pursuit of the suspect. The most seriously injured was the paramedic who was shot in the leg after arriving at the scene to help the wounded officers. Yeah, right. severed his artery.
5: Yeah.
0: As said John Bankhead, a spokesman for the Bureau of Investigation, the officer's injuries are not considered life-threatening. Mm-hmm. Severed the, his femoral artery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two people were taken into custody, but a third who fired at officers with a semi-automatic pistol, was shot and killed by police. Ben Goods, uh, gunfire began about 2 a.m. outside the Stewart County Courthouse in Lumpkin, 115 miles southwest of Atlanta, when officers responded to a report of shots fired. Yeah. So this was a gun battle. He used a 9mm.
5: It was probably close range ages. He hit two of them in the face. One of them he hit in the face and died.
2: And... Uh, well,
5: as we all know, niggers aren't renowned to be great shots. Uh, any southern or midwestern guy, I'll tell you that, he's familiar with weapons. They're just not. You know, Anybody who competed with them in the military knows they don't shoot very well. But anyway, uh, he shot one in the face, killed him. And they, that medic, by the way, was in critical condition, so he lost so much blood. And he may have uh, lost a lot of brain cells, too, when he lost all that blood. And, and the sheriff who was injured, I believe he was shot in the face, too, but not fatally that that's the sheriff of uh, Plains, uh, Georgia, Jimmy Carter's. So you know how the media likes to tie things in with big names, like so-and-so's here, so-and-so's there, close to the president, anything clapping to the president. Well, nothing about this. This this nigger's name is Marcus Dwayne Dalton. So most whites maybe they think, oh, the Dalton gang, or they hear he's from Georgia. And a lot of whites tend to think anybody in Georgia, Wisconsin, wherever, oh, white man, he's a white man.
1: So he has a vaguely
5: or a generally sounding uh uh, white name, and we played a game on it. Uh, Yankee Jim and I were playing and trying to find the clues about who this was, because there was story after story about it. You know, The guy on a, on a rampage. Yeah, no picture. We did finally find one. I think the day or day and a half after the event, and that was on a local TV website. However, the other uh, AP stories didn't pick it up or have a follow up or anything. And uh, he's a nigger, and he. Had uh, aspired to be a gangster. Well, uh, duh. Where did they get this? Of course, from MTV. Because well,
0: well, they they give here is the motive. The episode stemmed from an argument the gunman had earlier with family members, and the mm-hmm. suspect may have opened fire on police as part of a desire to commit suicide by being killed by police. The ban- said bankhead, citing statements from von- from witnesses. So this is. This is what makes this a TNB topic. Uh, there are thousands of other episodes similar to this one, but this gives it that very special, uh, status of, of being a TNB topic.
5: Yeah, well, even suicide by police, you don't have to uh, try to kill people. It actually do kill people and, and severely injure others on the way out. That's not necessary in, in that part of it. But, uh, we found a story on, in the, on the, um, the library in that town. The niggers have been showing up with brass knuckles and everything, and intimidating some little old white lady who came back to the library to volunteer to keep it open. So, as I say, and a lot of us have experienced it, the niggers go to the library and listen to uh, uh, nigger hip hop on the, on the internet, and they they go in the library and cause mayhem. They don't go there to learn and read, and, and their SAT score bear it out. You know, all over the country, they're inferior. They are inferior on average uh, than white people. That's just the fact of the matter. Where is their great culture? Well, it doesn't exist. That's why he can't find it. It doesn't exist. It never has existed. It never will exist.
0: Well, Saeed X might dispute that point with you. Yeah, okay, Saeed X. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Saeed X. A career-ending conviction was handed down today for a Spokane teacher suspected yeah. of having sex with one of his students. Yeah. Basketball, form- Ball Go ahead, I'm sorry. (laughs) Former Ferris high school teacher Syed X pleaded guilty to a trio of sex charges. X was scheduled to stand trial, but at the last second accepted a plea agreement that will spare him a felony conviction.
5: He got six months for raping that little 14-year-old girl. The mother said he was a monster. They just... Mm-hmm. Saeed X, black Muslim right away, where's Jude Seeligman, Dees to talk about what a hater, what a hateful religion this is, which this, this religion actively and regularly, as much as creativity denounces whites, as, as creativity does uh, uh, niggers. So where is all to say, hey, hey, do we want, e- look, if some creator went up there to get a job in that school in Tacoma, wasn't it? You think a creator, they'd make it known, oh, yeah, I'm a creator. Oh, yeah, I used to shoot baskets, too. He was a basketball star, so all you uh, spineless, gutless whites who turn on your basketball uh, 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 insect run and watch it, this is what uh, this is what you get. Now look, about roughly two years or so before he became a teacher, they gave him his fake degree. Uh, he was picked up. He was involved with the Crips in Los Angeles. Uh, some guy was shot, I think, in the face as well. And I think that one survived. That was the big pro point of that article. There was a whole lot of cocaine involved. And the prosecutor up there quashed that. And so the, there should have been an investigation of his history even then. By their own rules, there should have been, and he should not have been hired as a teacher. So his career ended. He got six months for raping a little 14-year-old girl. What do you think she is, white? Yeah.
3: What's the but, What's the school he's teaching at, supposedly? Uh, well, uh, I think it's a high the, school, isn't it? Isn't what's the it high breakdown school? of it, though,
0: racially? Do we know? Haven't looked that up
3: yet. Yeah, this says... Uh, uh, whatever.
0: I, I'm. My guess is it is white because it's uh, it's in Spokane, Washington. Uh, there are blacks there, but uh, the pictures I'm seeing are pretty northwestern, uh, Pacific looking.
5: Well, what was his real? What's his real name? Here, we, here we're back to the number of
0: two U. names. Feel
5: I think. Jason well, U. Steele. Yeah, Jason U. Steele, and all the people who watch him shoot bassets. You know, you, you ever seen how these guys uh, fraternize in a community? Uh, you know, years later, if they do a story about him, i say, ex basketball star, former basketball star, Saeed X.
0: He must have had a psychological dilemma with the name Jason U. Steele in jail and then therefore uh-huh. converted uh-huh. to yeah. Islam X. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh-huh. He didn't
0: want to be a Marcus Small.
5: I bet Tomas Winnecke gets more than six months for a, for. A, for, for you know, this guy raped a little 14 year old girl who was his student, his charge, you know. A a, a child who is supposed to be, uh,
0: I don't know. An elementary school girl.
5: Yeah. It's absolutely stupid that niggers are even over white people uh, in that kind of capacity. Only the most bereft of common sense people would allow that to happen, and especially somebody who's a black Muslim. Well,
3: in a Jewish dictatorship, whites don't have the freedom to segregate themselves from niggers and other animals like this.
5: And the nerve of that writer to call his career suddenly in a Yeah, fuck his uh, nigger career with his fake degree from the university and his incompetence and his criminality and, and his... Oh, wh- wh- what, a, what a great fellow he was. You know, how many whites across this country are losing jobs because of baboons like this? I mean, he was a
0: role model. That was, that oh, yeah, was his yeah. problem. Now the blacks don't have an, a role model to look up to. That's very sad.
5: Yeah, the
0: bit the dust.
5: It's too bad they don't publish the mother's name. We get in touch with her. Of course... This this is one way they hide things across this country. Oh, you know, that's so sensitive. We just can't release that information,
3: protecting the child, you know. A career-ending conviction. I mean, my God, a fucking nigger trying to teach school. Yeah, what do you do it for, 18 or 24
0: months? Career-ending conviction, yeah. Some conversion jive. Uh, He must have used some conversion jive. He was in in the pen and saw the light, saw Muhammad and... All that crack cocaine charge just disappear.
5: He'll probably come back as a as a as a Christian preacher
3: now. He's he's really seen the light. Yeah. Have a new 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 career.
0: Another coon
3: calculus instructor dragged down by the (laughs) racist (laughs) system.
0: Where's Mark Furman? Furman's on T V talking
3: against white people generally.
5: He's been reconstructing himself.
0: <laughs> we've decided to add a new section, TJB, which is typical Jew behavior. We could go on and on, of course, with uh, TNB, uh, but we're, we've, we've come across two new instances of this new category. T J B Stein of New York, accompanied by Jennifer Cassin, had sushi and drinks at Park Hills Wonder- <laughs> Waterfront Grill on July eighth. When the I'm Sorry to came. cackle like a
3: <laughs> got it on the forum. You got to go join vnnforum.com, dot com and we got to, we got a thread that has a picture of uh, a, a a couple uh, together with the uh, graphic of their uh, credit card slip. <laughs> and it says Jew couple. <laughs> it's hilarious. Just fucking hilarious. When the bill
0: came, the slur appeared on it as a table
3: identifier.
0: (laughs) Why is Jew a slur? You mean the word Jew
5: is a
2: slur ipso facto? Jews hate being called
3: Jews more than they hate people like us. Let me repeat this sentence
0: here. The bill came, the slur appeared on it as a (laughs) table identifier. Can I copyright that slur? Call
2: me a Jew. It's a slur. (laughs) A table
3: identifier.
5: (laughs) Are they a race? Are they a country?
2: Are they religion? Are they a slur?
3: Aye. What do we need to be that we will be?
2: (laughs) The British and It was a slur. slur. Yeah.
3: How dare you
0: put the yellow star on my checkout slip? My grandfather went through all of that in old school Europe. Stein told the New York Post. But that happened more than fifty years ago. You don't expect it to happen in two thousand and five. How much money does he need to make
5: it right? Does he say? Does it say?
0: Uh, they're working on it. There it's is investi- some- being well is it is a sushi
5: bar,
3: might have been right. a Jap waiter, you know.
0: They don't say. Well her name was
3: Karina or something. Karina. Oh the waitresses?
0: Oh. K A R I N A, I don't Right. There's been speculation in the forum that this was an Eastern European Jew. To- <laughs> who was able to spot him at the drop of a dime, probably oh, rushed
3: the money. The Attorney General finds this report extremely troubling. <laughs> Trying going to see if there's been a violation of the
0: law.
5: What is that, New York State
3: it was? Attorney General uh, was? New Jersey. Oh, New Jersey. It's, it's something like a waterfront place, I think. Well, that's,
5: that, that, that's where Golan Sippel was butt-fucking the Governor McGreevy over there, yeah. or vice versa, <laughs> who knows which. They never really say which is which, so... And he was, a, what, a captain of the Israeli Defense Forces, so New Jersey yes. is a real... It, it's a mess. a mess. No wonder the Attorney General.
0: Yeah. Yeah, All right, we'll get uh, this. This is the closing statement from the New Jersey Anti-Defamation Defamation League. Quote, it doesn't even say Jewish, he said. It's indispensable. Mm-hmm. So this is being... This is on... This has this made the papers. This hey, is, hey, this, we're
3: getting a notice from our engineer, Stan, uh, who... Uh, that uh, he ca- he called that restaurant and tried to find find out who she was. So we could talk to her, but uh, he says they fired her and wouldn't talk about it. Wow. So I guess they're they're obviously right. clamming up. So Why they- doesn't
5: Mrs. Chertoff talk about it? Meryl Chertoff. She used to be on the executive board of the Anti Defamation League in the state of New Jersey. Maybe maybe uh, Mrs. Michael Chertoff could come and lecture us about it. But maybe she just wants to keep that low key because I've never seen a report in the press.
0: So, the yeah. the, the sh- upshot of this but, story is. Hey, but I, I love the,
3: this. Uh, this Etsy, Etsy and Neuer, the, the New Jersey ADL says the idea of the restaurant or any establishment is labeling customers by race. Well, see, there's the ADL. Why didn't they push Mrs. Chertoff out there? I want to hear I Mrs. Guess, Chertoff. I guess a kike is a race. Kikes are a race.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, they are. The yeah, upshot of this story is unfortunate that a, a, a Goyish uh, waitress got shit canned because this Jew. Um, Hey, we don't
3: even That's know that. if she's a boy, though. Maybe
0: she's a girl. Well, is a pretty white sounding pretty name.
3: Uh, <laughs> probably she is, but we don't know for sure. And probably the what if she's a Jew herself?
5: <laughs> well, she's yeah. been exiled now. That's the important thing. And besides the lawsuit and the money itself,
3: it's a waitress diaspora. She's been kicked out.
0: Okay. Well, anti Well, that was the first story. We've got the second in our TJB category. It's involving Harry Gross, a survivor in every sense of the word. In every sense of the word, Harry is a survivor. And while his memory isn't that what it used to be, there are some things Harry couldn't forget even if he <coughs> wanted to, which is readily apparent when we sit down to talk over lunch. The Germans didn't have enough food for the soldiers, says Harry. We learned how to eat grass and you can survive on it. As a young man, Harry spent six and a half years in Auschwitz. You can forgive, <laughs> but you can't forget, says Harry. There's <laughs> no way.
3: You see, he slept in his sleeping bag outside the gate for two years because he wanted to the first in line. <laughs> 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 went and how old head. is he?
5: Does, he? does it say his age, or who wrote the article?
3: He 82 times. It was horrible.
5: Well, he's a... This Alex was saying earlier, he's forty two years old.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's forty two years old, okay, in an earlier life he was a child, victim. Well, yeah. well
5: what he's are the more died. details, eh? Just let's hear.
0: Yeah, well they said um you know, basically Harry had said he's been to Helen back in his life and the thought of being locked up in a nursing home was he said he just couldn't do it. He wanted to die in his own bed, so uh, I think he guy, had a
3: retail kiosk, and he was selling fake Rolexes from 1929 <laughs> to 34. That's <laughs> probably what the truth is.
0: So he's in, he wants some attention, and he's, he has some stories about the Holocaust he wants to tell. Now we got some
5: stories about the Weimar Republic, too, about how the Jews pushed whites out of universities and law schools and medical schools and everything else by their ethnocentrism. Maybe that's what happened. What's his name? Harry? Harry, what's his name?
0: Harry Gross. Um, Harry Gross. Yeah, Harry Gross. A, Gross Harry,
5: okay.
0: He's lived to the ripe old age of 86 in a nursing home, mm-hmm. although he was six and a half years in a death camp, mm-hmm.
2: uh,
0: apparently. Um, he, mm-hmm. There's um quote, When we got off the train, they, the Nazis, said, All men to the right, all women and children to the left. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, okay. No, no, he says, He was there with his wife and they had a baby.
3: He says the SS officer, my wife has a baby. I got to help a little bit. The guard says, oh, that's all that's bothering you? We can cure that. So he went over and grabbed the baby like you grab a chicken by the legs. He went over to the railroad car and knocked its head against the car. He says, now you don't have any more problems, do you? I will guarantee that never happened. I will guarantee. I would bet my life that never happened. He's, he's repeating a story that other Jews have picked up and, and, and repeated. They're just a fucking bunch of group. The group lying of the Jews is unbelievable.
5: How nicely this will segue into the Gaza story, ages. But anyway,
3: they're such a bunch of fucking liars. Mm. Yeah, you
0: know well, they, they repeat
3: is. the same shit, and they send these old women around to retail these lies at libraries, and you know every
0: every once in a while yeah, well, it
3: comes out that they are liars, and it's a well, one of their holidays. ancient
5: holidays that said something like five hundred thousand of them died. I've forgotten which one it is now. Five hundred thousand died. Maybe it was per my... And, and yet the. You know, they, they've cataloged how many people were on Earth at the time and how many lived in the Middle East.
2: Yeah, and, and, and I, I guess make, their numbers,
5: yeah, their ancient make, numbers
3: surpassed that. <laughs> I want to make the point here that, that you whites are, are taught, like, you should never associate with the Germans. They're totally different from you. But when they tell lies like that, they mean people exactly like you. They hate yeah. normal white people like you as much as they hate the SS because they don't make any differentiation between them. They think you're an evil anti-Semite just like the SS, and they did all these things. Well, the stuff they claim about them is all bogus. They claim there were 4 million Jews killed at Auschwitz. The fact is there were maybe, according to the Red Cross, there were like 35,000 people total who died there, and they weren't killed. Very few of them were killed. They mostly died of diseases. So this is an absolute lie, and don't think for a minute. The same impulse that makes them circulate these horrible lies that defame people you are related to, inform everything that they do that they put out on television to corrupt your daughter and your son. These are evil people. The Jews are basically best seen as the devil's representation on earth. I mean, if you think, what would the devil do? Whether or not you're Christian or religious, what would the devil do? Inevitably, it is exactly the same thing that the Jews are doing. Jesus himself said
5: that, didn't he? The people of the
3: devil, isn't that what he said in the Bible? Essentially, Yeah, he did. He did say that. You're of your father, Hmm. the devil. So if you're a Christian, there you go. (laughs) If you you take any situation you ask yourself, how can I really fuck this up? How can I set people at odds? How can I foster bad feeling? The Jewish agenda will always perfectly reflect the answer to that question. Bringing in Mexicans, letting blacks roam around and destroy white communities? Yeah. Jews are in favor of that.
5: Except for their ability to attack to attacks and their police and their military and paramilitary forces... As, as, as a unified entity, uh, those things notwithstanding, uh, essentially this, this government and this country doesn't exist. They're, they're literally at war. As uh, Byron's movie pointed out really well, by the way. Uh, Spencer mentions it. Essentially, the, the, our government is at war with us.
2: Uh, yeah, us, I mean white people. With
5: us. They're an illegitimate, corrupt, criminal organization, essentially the, the, the footmaiden of, of international Jewry.
3: And That's exactly right, and their only interest in you is getting tax money out of you and, and using you, and, and you're stimulating bogus needs in you that you, you know you work to satisfy. And you know, they raise these gas prices. Well, a huge percentage of that gas stuff goes to the government in taxes. Yeah, well, this and segues
0: good so really well into Gaza, so we might as well do that, and then uh, hit hit OKC from Harid. So this comes directly from Israel. This uh, this news item. The High Court of Justice on June 29th ruled that the evacuation compensation law is fair but did increase the compensation to be paid out by about uh, 300 to 350 million shekels. The court also allowed each evacuee to administer the higher uh, each evacuee to appeal for higher compensation. Even after signing all the disengagement administration documents, to receive the amount already assigned. So uh, this is each. This comes out to about four hundred fifty thousand dollars per uh, settler. All right, all
3: right, let's get the emotion of this story here. We're seeing on TV these dramatic hysterics. Oh, yet again they wail and wail. The Jews are being ethnically cleansed from their homes. <laughs>
2: They're getting a goddamn half million a family. Do you realize that? Holy Christ!
3: Everyone in you drag families, getting four hundred fifty thousand dollars on average. God, I can whip up some tears for a half a goddamn million dollars. It's and we saved a lot of it.
2: And who's paper. it coming
3: from? It's coming from guys like you and me to feed these fucking kikes. It's outrageous.
0: Can you? And it's still all
3: a dumb stuff? show for the fucking Goyans. I hope and you, you listen lie. to that realize well, how you're lied to.
5: Alex, I'm sure they're showing it on TV, but it, uh, I saw it on the stills on Yahoo, and, and we posted a lot of them. It's just picture after picture, the most dramatic screaming and, oh, uh, as if God's going yeah. to...
2: Home, yeah, they're going to
5: tell you Christians, God, God they're, they're, they're your arbiter. They're on the main line to Jesus between, uh, and God, and they're telling you this is not what the Bible says.
3: And they're uh, laughing up their other nostril. I mean, they, they yeah. just, they, it's a big joke, you know. They they move they move them a couple blocks away. They pay them half a million dollars. That comes out of white American pockets. Meanwhile, in the West Bank, they're expanding. They're expanding the better territory that they stole. While they're giving back a tiny sliver of other land that's not so valuable that they stole. So everything the Jews do, if they ever appear to be giving, if they ever tell the truth, it's only so to set themselves up to tell a bigger, more profitable lie a week from now. You there were two Jews that. over
5: there that killed uh, uh, seven innocent people between them. One f- killed four and one killed three. Uh, one of them was a bus driver. One, The first one who killed three people, well, they caught an American Jew over there. Now, you don't hear Selim Seeley- and talking about him, what a hater he is. Or As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, there was one article in entire Google News, and that was a Jew, uh, Israeli-based Haaretz, I believe, newspaper. So, in other words, they're not even going to talk about it. Now, if it was some Muslim captured in Britain or some Muslim... Uh, you know, that would be big news, and they, we'd know about his biography and where he's been traveling and everything else. But this Jew who was over there allied with uh, the uh, terrorist assassin over there, nothing.
3: Yeah, I'd like to make the point, right, I made the point in, that you know these suckers are getting $440,000 per family. Now, that's not me saying that. That's Haaretz saying that, the main Jewish paper out of Israel. Now read from that, okay. will you, Alex? Know, read it. All right, I'll read in. what it says in the form Uh blah 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 from how the Hall rest of the item is high, huge, towering at NIS four point five billion. I guess NIS is the shekels. The Treasury ballpark figure is that every displaced family will receive an average of NIS two point two million, which, assuming an exchange rate of NIS four point five five to the dollar, amounts to four hundred forty thousand dollars. You know, they can almost buy a house in Orange County with the money they're being paid to shift over a few blocks. Yeah, they're
0: kissing the Torah all the way to the bank.
3: So that crap you're seeing on TV is just that. It's crap intended to fool you. Oh, the poor persecuted Jews. And then suck poop Joe Farah and the other Jew appeasers like Ann Coulter pick up. Oh, the poor mistreat. You know who's mistreated? It's you listening to this. You're screwed to benefit the most disgusting race that ever existed on planet Earth. You're stolen from. They put this bullshit up about the SS and how they were mistreated. Jesus, we are being but, screwed to benefit the Jew. Your nation is being murdered to benefit the Jew. $440,000 on average.
5: They, they showed the them score. torching houses on the still Yahoo photos. House after house they torch. That's arson. First of all, uh, the United States paid in large measure for those properties to be constructed in the first place without uh, grants for them to build those. Yeah. Now we're paid for them to uh, so called evacuate them, and we pay them a huge stipend, a life altering uh, half a million dollars almost. And uh, check this out. I was listening to the Savage Wiener show, and he, he's saying the nerve of Sharon to do this on the very anniversary. And then he named the torching of the Second Temple in AD <laughs> 70- Kristallnacht, uh, uh, what else? I don't know. He, I, everything.
0: What was he thinking, my God? Yeah,
5: exactly. And, and and he he swears it's on that day. I haven't looked it up, but he named literally, it must have been a half a dozen Jew holidays. It's on this very day. And then the funny part is he goes on, and, and imagine he's talking to all these Christian neocon right-wingers, and he tells them, so this is the day Sharon picked to humiliate and just rub it in the face of God-fearing conservative Jews and on and on. And uh, no, the fact is, is, is it's crying time again. You know, they, they just have another date to to uh, to whine about in the future, as all their uh, holidays are military uh, holidays. Uh, they, they celebrate military events. And uh, look, they took over that property in the first place, not just from uh, 1948 or before that, the Balfour Declaration. They took it over
0: more yeah. recently, you know, yeah. 38 years they, ago. How much did yeah. the Palestinians get?
5: What do you mean? I don't. I not know that they got anything, did
0: they? I, I suppose the government gave them some.
2: I know there was a brand new. Com-
3: came from us too. You know, mm-hmm. none of this. I mean, the Jews brought terrorism to the Middle East. They created Israel through terrorism, mm-hmm. and and yet they whine when other people fight back, and their media only portrays it as oh, other people are the terror. Terrorism only became a problem when the same tactics were used against Israel that Israel used to create itself through the Ergun and the Stern gangs, which tried to murder. A, President Truman, by the way, and did murder not the Ergen and but other Jews uh, working with the mafia through uh, Meyer Lansky did murder JFK because he was opposed to Jews getting nuclear weapons. Story for and a different well, time.
0: Yeah, well, the OK bomb is resurfaced. Uh, uh, JD Cash is uh, keeping up on this uh, uh, developments and. Um, A U.S. District Court judge in Salt Lake City, Utah, has ordered the Oklahoma City FBI office to turn over unredacted copies of all documents currently at issue in a freedom of information lawsuit involving additional evidence and the names of additional conspirators in the Oklahoma City bombing case. According to the judge, the materials would be reviewed in his chambers and then returned to the FBI. So uh, is this uh, something new, or is this just more...
3: Well, this is the pursuit of the Trinidad case. Uh, I'm not sure how much is new yet, or at least until we hear about the new documents. Maybe Craig has a view on that.
5: Well, um, I think the latest J.D. Cash article that I've seen in the past few days
2: uh, was
5: something about uh, SPLC uh, traced the bombers all over the world and and was involved uh, up to their eyeballs.
0: So, um, yeah, he does mention here during the course of this litigation, Justin's department lawyers have also argued that I- the individuals working for the SPLC and the FBI were promised anonymity in return for their undercover work. Thus, their names were blacked out to protect their identities.
3: Mm-hmm. And let, let's be clear about the context here. What we're dealing with is the Oklahoma City bombing, and what we know is that the government and the SPLC were involved because they had agents there who fed them information before it happened that it was going to happen. And what we're doing now is the process of filling in the details. One reporter has filed this story from its inception and pretty much kept it alive. Single and that's J.D. Hours. Cash. That is J.D. Cash. And in his footsteps and, and attempting to learn from his reporting is uh, Craig Cobb, and uh, and basically, that's it. No one else is covering this, but the implications are huge. And uh, the the point is that Morris Dees and the SBLC and the FBI and the ATF had all kinds of informants comb through Elohim City, which is where the cell that produced the Oklahoma bombing, at least the Oklahoma truck part of the bombing, because there were other demolition charges set inside the uh, building itself, uh, uh so my point is that the, the federal groups and the SPLC, their cat's paw, were, were intricately and intimately involved. 48 in hours before the they had SPL. contact with McVeigh, yes. Yeah, the governor right. yeah, agency Is this, is this
0: is a, a sting operation that just got out of control? Well,
3: what it, it, was. it, is, it, what it, what it is is that the uh, um, the government, and as we've seen in stories earlier today, the media functions as the same thing as the government. It helps the government. They have the same agenda and the same enemies. The media and the government have collaborated or, or, not conspired, they just feel the same way. They're just, they've combined to produce the lie that this was something done by McVeigh and McNichols and nobody else. But the fact is there's a big team of people, uh, various interrelations, and that, that led to the creation of a cell that carried off the truck portion of the bombing. And this yeah, is something the media doesn't want to doesn't want to talk about, really. And again, what they're
5: referencing, what J.D. Cash and Jesse to do are referring to are actual federal documents. One of them, in the case of uh, this January 4th, 1996 memo, was Louis Free, the director of the FBI. Now, Alex said he's a Jew. Jew I have to uh, do that research. He absolutely is,
3: huh? He's a Jew well, as a, a Yarmulke. Yeah.
5: <laughs> okay. Now, Louis Free. Uh, if you listen to talk radio, you'll hear him. Even Limbaugh will say, oh, he's just disappeared since he's uh, left office. Nobody really knows. He's a ratty little kike. Yeah. So, uh, and so free sent this memo. These, these are actual federal documents which have been obtained through the Freedom of Information Act. Only because
3: this Trinidad is following up on Trinidad's brother was murdered because he looked like a guy who was a member of the ARA, the Aryan Republican Army, that was robbing banks. McVeigh was hmm. also a member of the ARA. Well Jesse's trying to do is following up the murder of his brother who looked exactly like a guy called Guthrie, who was part of the ARA. And in the course of that these documents came up documenting that Louis Free uh mentioned in the FBI document that uh he referred to an SBLC agent there. So yeah, and Trent the right. FBI so sort of yeah, it was a joint it, sting. But but sting. Alex in your writings you've expressed it
5: even more accurately when you say that this was the template, again, for the Jewish-influenced Soviet Union, which is uh, they use uh, uh, private agencies in some cases as just the, uh, to pass the ball to from the government. And In our country, whenever there's an Associated Press uh, article about white civil rights, no matter what gambit of the white civil rights, if it comes to standing on a street corner passing out flyers to, uh, you know, you name it, that's who they always quote, Morris Seligman Jew Dees
2: yeah, and the Southern exactly.
5: Poverty Law
3: Center. Exactly. They've got a stable, maybe. Anytime you see an article about hate, what they call hate, first of all, hate is their term. It's not the objective term. Uh, but anytime you see a certain framework used in which certain terms are used always, doesn't matter what paper it is, the same terms are always used and the same supposed experts are always quoted, and Dees would be the top one, and there's four or five others. Only those are used, and they're always used. And only
5: yeah, that name is used. Yeah, well, yeah, what are the, all the big major articles about J.D. Cash and Jesse Trenton do and these actual federal documents which they've produced through court order of, of Judge uh, Kimball? Where are where are all the articles? Well, uh, we to bring it full circle, it's just like Able Danger in this. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel um, Anthony Schaefer. It's rather similar because in the one case there were, what, 160 some people perished, in the other case, 3,000 in 911.
3: Well, bring up who is Schaefer? Elaborate on
5: that. Okay, well, this is why think I think these it. two are, are tied in. Schaefer was the head of uh, a military unit. And if you're in the military, if you're ever in around and those people who have been in special forces, uh, they, for many decades, have actively worked with the government in fact uh special forces guys uh, they 'll draft you from special forces right into n s a but the long and the short is uh this entity was involved early on in using algorithms of information and so forth literally computer uh, computer uh, uh, driven in some cases, but also just uh on the ground Info. But the long and the short, as early as uh, the year 2000, they knew that Muhammad Atta was up to something, and they were tracking him. So this uh, Lieutenant Colonel Schaefer was the head of that group. I guess at that time he was a major. And he took this information to the Pentagon, and uh, it was supposed to have been uh, referred interagency from there, I guess, to the FBI. And they, it was quashed. And... Later, after the bombing, after all the 3,000 people died in 9 then Schaefer came forward at least one other time, if not two, and tried again, this time in one case, to the 9 11 Commission. And the lawyer he talked to there was uh, uh, Gorlick, who's, a, I believe, a Jewish. Certainly she's married to a Jew, and I believe Gorlick's uh, I've proven a Jewish, Jewish name and uh, there was some question about why this woman was even on the commission by, by a United States senator, although they're not upset about what's going on now, apparently, although it's being talked about to some extent. But they were quoted as saying, we don't want another Waco. Well, that was Reno, and they had all their Waco problems, and, of course, Tim McVeigh was the guy who was incensed at Waco, and then he uh, uh, got involved with the splc FBI sting, according to the federal documents. So in my mind, these things are tied in because in both cases, it appears to be government knew a whole lot, uh, but it wasn't revealed. And in both cases, it's to protect the status quo uh, PC. In the case of the SPLC, they had to keep their... Uh, mind control via the Associated Press that oh, well, white people are haters and we couldn't be possibly have any tangential involvement in this or we didn't pull a boner or anything. In fact, it wasn't even known until we got the FOIA documents. And in the second case, this Lieutenant Colonel Schaefer, he's risking an entire career and uh, his career's down the toilet now, but not only that, but this guy could be arrested and everything else. But again... The media is so busy. Uh, I don't know what they're covering exactly now, but uh, they don't want to talk about FBI, SPLC, and they don't want to talk too much about Abel Danger. Although it's being talked about on some right-wing stations, the Savage Wiener's talking about it, but of course he doesn't tell us that Gorelick and her husband are Jews.
0: Well, let's help our listeners understand exactly what a sting operation is and what it, how it happened, and. In- is that did the government just have a lot of people suggesting uh, that that you do certain things, and then once you started acting in a criminal manner, they would come in and lock you up?
5: I'd like to ask Alex specifically. He wrote
0: about that very
5: beautifully on on the, well. on the front of the website, and he said how when whites get involved with promoting our own interest, that's when the government steps in and viciously.
3: Well, yeah, what look at it from the Jews' perspective. They are operating against the interests of the vast majority of this country which is is white to keep i wouldn't that, say vast
5: majority if you don't want well, to it's
3: rapidly dropping yeah. majority let's say let's say we're seventy percent to sixty five percent we're still about two thirds of the country and mm. probably nine tenths of the head of the country um, but uh, yeah to to keep up this great charade that operates against American interest as established even by corrupt Jewish polls pollsters right even 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 corrupt, slanted Jewish polls show that most Americans agree with what we're seeing here on Goyfire. Fire. So to keep operating the country in their interest and against ours, they must destroy all opposition, and they do that partly by inventing the terms and frames that we use and insisting that only those terms and frames be used so that, as we proved in the example of the left cows, the same stories circulate from Nome, Alaska, to Miami, Florida, and from from San Diego up to Augusta, Maine. Only the same terms and frames are used. Of course, those discriminate against white interests to the point that white interests aren't even recognized. You can't get any kind of patent protection for anything like White Pride Organization, whereas you can do it for anything black. Indeed, a lot of
5: non-whites will go on media, Alex, and and say with a straight face. that Essentially, white people are known to have a big hating streak. I mean, they they distill it down to that. As if it's an actual known, oh, yes, whites tend to be very bad haters. The
3: stronger that the minority Jew coalition grows, the less they feel the need to hide their true agenda, which is, yeah, it's a blatant double standard. Whites are evil, therefore they cannot uh, organize themselves as a group. That's That's the don't go there. That's yeah. the one place you can't go. And the only reason for non-white
5: mayhem is because they've been oppressed and cheated out of so many things that they deserve rightly as just normal yeah, citizens exactly. like
3: the rest of us. They, they've got a cover story that justifies their double standard, and yeah. the, the Jews create it for the blacks. And then, of course, the Jews have a million double standards of their own, all that work to their own advantage. So, what they do in cases like this, and and there's, I don't like to promote other places who aren't in line with us, but uh RBN network that's the one that hosts the Peter Principle has a host uh Scott Horton and he's a very he's a good young journalist he is he is partly Jewish and he's very anti-racist but he did an excellent uh hour interview with uh JD Cash discussing a lot of this and and one thing that came out was Cash basically said you in the end you can't prove any of those people were actually not government agents and he met any of the people involved with Oklahoma City at Elohim City or involved with the ARA the, Aryan Republican Army that McVeigh and these other people were part of that robbed banks to f- to fund a, a white resistance movement and th- the point is that even McVeigh as well as Guthrie either were or thought they were operating for the government and you had all these people running around in elohim City was kind of kind of the locus of this where, where a lot of it's taken place what the government did was bring in and aegis was talking about how do they set up these thing operations well what they do is they they find a place where there seems to be some pro-white sentiment, and they infiltrate people in.
0: Like militia uh, They'll Infiltrate
3: members. people into a, a website, or they'll infiltrate uh, they'll infiltrate people in Elohim City, which is a physical site, and they have those people report back to them. And in this case, the thing is, this case it went beyond infiltrating, and then if it was a sting, they would infiltrate. They would find out illegal activities, and then they would bust them in front of the public. But they go a step beyond that. They, they create these activities, these illegal things themselves. What the government did, some combination, SPLC, ATF, FBI, CIA, whoever, brought in this Andreas Strassmeier from Germany, and he, as people there have said, was talked from day one. All he did was talk about illegal weapons. Well, he ends up training all the, all the security people at the Elohim City uh, location, and he's the one who set up the idea of attacking these government buildings, and he basically... Formed and trained and actuated this cell, and then after the cell blew up the building with the truck, he was spirited out of the country. So, and then the media doesn't pursue him. That's the thing. If the media is on the same side as the government, it's hell getting the story out. And the only only the internet allows us to do this because without the internet, none of us would know who the other was.
0: So this. And so you see, is that's
3: how they. It's not even really a sting thing. They. It's a completely government-produced. False flag, which is what Israel in particular has always been known for, producing false flags. And if the media doesn't call them on it, then the public just accepts it because the public so, a bunch of cows.
0: So there's so many government agents involved that nobody know. It, it's hard to well, even divorce the non-government you, it, agents and, from and the, the, the Yeah, <laughs>
3: thanks. That, that's the, the point I was going to make was that Cash said on, on the, the weekend interview show, Scott Horton, that uh, ultimately you couldn't prove any of these people was a neo-Nazi. They were all basically working for the government in some form. It it appeared, and even McVeigh had sent a letter to his sister that he thought that he was uh, working. uh, What they do is they set them up with a cover story, like they're kicked out of the army or whatever, but it turns out they're really working on a deep background. And that's what it was with Guthrie and apparently also with McVeigh, or at least likely with McVeigh. And a lot of times, just like the Jews will use the Arabs in the Middle East to carry out their activities when they think they're helping the Arabs, but they're actually helping the Jews, the people may not even know who they're working for. And and let's not overestimate the degree of coordination here. A lot of times they'll have different people who are agents, and they won't even know who they're working for. And the one agency won't know what the other agency is up to. A lot of them is just confused. Remember, the government is just the post office writ large. And They're not necessarily any more any more competent at the FBI ATF level than they are in the post office or any other any other government office. And again, the
5: Scott Horton interview. Uh, well, just one the one thing, by the by, you were telling me that uh, he had a Jewish grandparent. I hadn't known that. But anyway, well, Horton... I think
3: I, I may be incorrect, but I think he, he said that because when I was on the Peter Shank show for the first time, uh, after that, uh, Peter Shank got kicked off of Radio Free Austin uh, because uh, they didn't like the racism or whatever, and Scott Horton applauded that. So I'm no fan of Scott Horton. But his opinions aside, he's a very good interviewer. He's very informed, and he did an excellent interview with J.D. Cash. Which well, Peter
5: Shank seems to have evolved his uh, views about Judaism, probably because of a lot of our teachings in general. Well, why,
3: not just our teachings, but the the, the, the of what we say is that he was he was kicked off for citing yeah. the facts. I didn't say he agreed with me. I didn't but, say but, anything but, but what I know to be true. And 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 that alone Jews fear freedom of speech, freedom of speech, or whatever. You know, it's Nazi to a Jew. They they're totalitarian <laughs> people. They don't tolerate any disagreement. One thing too about this interview with
5: Horton, again, Horton was interviewing J.D. Cash, and J.D. Cash was recounting word for word what happened in his actual interview with Morris Seligman Dees of the Southern Poverty Law Center. Mm-hmm. And in that interview, Cash says that Dees, uh, when Strassmeyer's name brought up, was brought up, that he whirled and said, I'll never talk about that man. And even more to the point, uh, somewhat earlier, I believe, in the interview, Cash, uh, Said that Dees admitted that we were at Elohim City. So Dees corroborated, according to J.D. Cash, exactly what the Jesse Trent would do Judge Kimball memo from the Freedom of Information Act, the federal memo from Louis Free, uh, stated. In other words, there's cross reference corroborations, you see. So it's just fantastic, uh, fantastical, I should say, uh, information, and why the press won't deal with it. That's why we're here, I guess.
3: Yeah, exactly. So, Cool has blood on his hands, is what the bottom line is. The, the, the government and its cat's paws produced Oklahoma City. Okay, and they blamed it all on McVeigh, and they had Judge Match up in Colorado, I think it is, uh, refused to allow any evidence talking about all these informants, Carolyn Howe and the rest of them, Carol Howe and the rest of them, and just uh, refused it. So, all they did was talk about, have 27 experts talk about McVeigh's phone cards. But but not allow anybody to talk about all the all the whole cell that he was part of because they didn't want all this information revealed and only one guy has been following this for the last ten years and that's J D Cash J D Cash yeah now, now we at B N N and Chain in particular are, are following up and as hard as we can because we we think there's stuff here that will bury Morris D's and we think he's he's scared as hell that this information is going to come out I well you could imagine that, you know, if the
5: victims of you know, just as the victims of nine one one are now talking about uh, suing over this able danger, if the families of the victims of uh, Oklahoma City murder yeah. building bombing begin to sue the $100 million dollar endowed uh, SPLC, that's a lot of money
3: at stake. Yeah. Folks, this is how it works. Maybe some of you listening to this are Christians. This is how it works at the top of lo- level of politics. People lie, cheat, steal, and murder because it works. Okay, And you can have whatever morality you want, but that is, in fact, how politics works. And what these people do, they're very cold and calculating, and they figure, well, White talk radio is growing in popularity. We've got militias. People really hate what happened at Waco. How can we take the steam out of that? And they thought about it and they realized, well, you know, we blow up a thing and show pictures of firemen carrying dead babies, and in that way we uh, destroy the militia movement in the eyes of the public, and we take the steam out of the uh, the talk radio. And that's exactly what they did.
0: Yeah. Well, somebody must. It's just must filling in the details
3: for anyone who's paying attention.
0: Been Somebody must have been very worried about the militia movement to get all of those agencies uh, going at the same time, be it the SPLC, the FBI, CIA. Well, uh, Alex, just
5: as they're now very worried about the Minutemen, they don't even like the, uh, us referencing our own uh, history, Minutemen, militia, mm-hmm. and so forth. That's offensive to them, profoundly offensive. Sure. And uh, when we start taking action, as uh, Simcox and uh, Gilcrest and all the rest of them are doing down there, um, yeah. Well, you know the
3: president. The president won't even occur with Tancredo. He won't even. He won't even appear in the same area as Tancredo. Is that right? I didn't know
2: that.
3: I, I want to say to you, conservatives. I mean, is the, in 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 no way is Bush it, at all on your side. He is completely in the side of these Mexican invaders and the Jews who let them in. He's carrying out their agenda. And if you vote Republican, I mean, you might as well just take a knife and slit your own throat. There's not not any difference between Republicans and Democrats. They're two. People that are going after the brown-skinned socialist vote. They're going to steal your money, rape your daughter, and drive you to the grave and piss on it.
5: And make I you know. feel, and, and those, are, those are on bad days, on good days, they make you feel like hell for being alive in your own country. And uh, constant so, emotional yeah. upheaval. Look, look what's on the TV. It's, it's the Israel show for the past
3: 40-some years. Who cares? I mean, uh, who cares? Uh, it's a pipsqueak little country. That's a good point. I mean, you listening to this who are in the middle of the country, you know, why, why does every single little internal squabble or, or event get covered in your local paper when it's happening in Israel? Who gives a fuck about Israel? I don't care about Israel. I wouldn't care if it get its hand out of my pocket. I know it was established criminally, but, I mean, why do we have to read about the goddamn Jews and their problems 20 Read about hours it. It's the lead story. Yeah, it never never goes away. We never hear hear a story about any other country that's mildly interesting. And even when we do hear about other countries, it's always in relation to Jews. You hear a story from Germany, it's always about the fucking Holocaust or some stupid memorial. You hear about France, it's always about anti-Semitism that's spreading in France. So this is a mind-washing
5: that's constantly being uh, drum-beated into your consciousness, into your being,
3: so that pretty soon
5: little white girls deny being part Irish, deny being part German. Instead, they're Cherokee Indians. Mm -hmm. And uh, look, I want to switch it over to Abel Danger a little bit and talk about how these Jews so seamlessly enter government. Michael Chertoff uh, was the number two guy under uh, Ashcroft, and uh, he was a very...
3: uh, uh,
5: anti-white go-getter, and uh, that's what he did. And then he suddenly got uh, nominated to the appeals bench for the appeals court in the eastern southeastern part of the U.S. I've forgotten whether that is, the third, I think, third or fifth. The point is, he stayed there literally two somewhere between 60 and 120 days, and all of a sudden he's head of Homeland Security. It's kind of like this Gorlick woman and her husband. You know, Her husband's a, a Jew physician, but the point is, that they, they, they just seem to be uh, a Teflon, uh, you know, they just moved to one. Just like the woman in, yeah. uh, in in border security, the number two woman has got a bachelor's degree in fucking English literature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kind of law enforcement background is that? A goddamn bachelor's degree in English literature,
3: and she's the number two in the borders. Uh, uh, well,
5: you know, Craig,
3: be, being a Jew is like a universal <laughs> Ph.D. or key that gets you into every door. It's like it's some universal accreditation. Just being a fucking kike. Well, he's a you know, I, I, I've got a book right here,
5: and the several writers have talked in Wilmot Robertson's book, *The Dispossessed Majority*. He talked; he's ex-military, a, a field grade officer, and he he talks about just that—about how in McNamara's age in that time in, in this country, uh, the, the, the people would actively search their uh, their family histories to find a Jew and then point out, "Oh, oh, okay. oh I'm part Jewish."
3: Yeah, it's a great advantage these days. It, it shields you against any kind of criticism, and it, it gets you special access
0: to, to money and position.
3: No doubt about
0: it. Well, uh, we're through the topics, closing statements. Or, Chain, you want to talk about your mobile video unit?
5: Uh, yeah, I'm a little excited about it because if the technology works, uh, what we're going to do, I guess I can say Byron's going to work with me and do it, and we're going to have uh, live TV. And it'll come on, it'll come off. Whenever there's something, we'll, we'll cruise through the barrios and the, and the bum row and the and the filthy uh, spick neighborhoods of L.A. We'll film. We'll be live. We'll be right there on camera saying, awesome. if the technology works, we we think it's going to. And we'll say, here we are in L.A. So that whites in the Midwest, uh, you know, our people at VNN are really activists. We all know that, and we're proud of that. But. A lot of people who are considering our arguments, they want more proof. Well, we'll give it to them. And we'll show up in uh, D.C. in government offices, in the Arlington, D.C. corridor. We'll get uh, interviews. We'll go to prison and try to get uh, interviews with MUDs who commit crime or whites who are in there for hate crimes, just like uh, 60 Minutes would, uh, 60 Jewish Minutes. Well, Why can't we have uh, white hey, I think
3: I think we should sneak into Canada and interview that. Uh,
5: <laughs> that would be a good one. Go right across the border, maybe, huh? Where's no, the crime, right? Undocumented border crosser.
3: By the way, Winnicki is a software engineer. He's a real sharp guy. Yeah. He's not any kind of a problem citizen or anything, so don't be fooled by the Jewish lies that white nationalists are scum or low-level or, or uneducated. Actually, a lot of the time they're hyper-educated, and they're, they're right. persistent people who, who press stuff until they understand what's going on, just the way Sheehan finally did.
5: Yeah, there, there, there are a number of people who support us. Like uh, I know with the success of TA too, Alex. People, people who perhaps are, there are some who are afraid because of their positions in society, but they're putting uh, they're putting their money where their beliefs are very privately, and uh, that's helped us, and I'm sure it will continue to because that means uh, they're understanding our message and they want to participate. Indeed,
3: indeed. And, and I, I'd like to say that uh, if you have other points, uh, make them. But. TA three editorial will close on September first. Then it will be off to the printer, and we're looking for a big nationwide distribution. We may well be up to forty thousand this time, from twenty thousand for number one and number two. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna cover the law school fiasco yes, and a bunch, a whole bunch of other good stuff. Can we say about the campus
5: distributions? Can you talk about that, Alex?
3: Well, uh, our hope and we believe it's going to happen is that we're going to distribute this information about the Jewish monopoly over. The law school teaching slots at the top ten university. Uh, this this paper, including this information, will be hand passed out by chain and possibly other parties in film in daylight. Yeah. In daylight. And if we can't get it on live TV,
5: we'll get it on film and on. Uh, you know. And
3: and maybe some of you in the area of these different schools might like to participate in that. So it's a good way to uh, shove people's nose in what the Jews are doing to them directly on the campus because the Jews are great whiners about. Fairness and equality, yet they hold over fifty percent of the slots at the top ten law schools. That doesn't sound very fair to me. Well, that's that a sounds like of a strong bias in favor of the Jews.
5: Well we yeah. should be as hard working as the Jews and then maybe if we we're hard-working, yeah. as hard working as hard working ethnocentrism, yeah.
3: How do we ever create this country without the Jews? They're such an amazing people.
0: Yeah, well my my saying is the only difference between an American and a white nationalist is uh information and uh The more information uh, we get out there, the more uh, people will come to our side. I mean, we're we're reasonable people. We've come to the conclusions we have on account of the evidence. And uh, I think we need to give Americans the benefit of the doubt. We see that with Sheehan. If she has the information, she'll come to the right conclusions. Yeah. We want our
5: own space. There's nothing wrong with that. The Jews have it in Zion and Israel. Why can't we have it? We're way more major exactly. people on this planet than they are.
0: That's right. Yeah. Well, we are the good guys,
3: and you two and listening to this are one of the good guys, too. We want you to get involved and help out. We've got a VNNforum.com. Go VNN for news. And uh, meet all kinds of people like uh, Chain and Aegis and myself, and uh, we're continuing to work and continuing to watch the snowball.
0: Well, this is uh, Aegis thanking you for listening in this evening and uh, wishing you the best of goodbyes.
1: The Aryan Alternative, news and views for whites you won't find anywhere else. The Aryan Alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites. Issue 2 is available now. Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit GoVNN.com for ordering information. The Aryan Alternative and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just right. Vanguard Radio for the
0: precious 8%.